Podcast, the podcast that ventures to the dustiest backrooms of that curious little vintage store that is beloved American icon Ernest P. Worrell, as portrayed by the irresistible pitcher of sales, Jim Varney. This is episode 24, Ernest and Merchandising. I'm your host, Aaron, and this is my lovely co-host, David. Hello, everyone. <laughs> wow, such raucous applause yeah, for we're my... we're back yeah. for merchandising. That's a true. A big, exciting episode full of stuff. Mm. And there's nothing I like more than stuff. And uh, this is stuff that I can buy, right? As I mean, there's John stuff Q. that you could buy if you were alive and an adult in the late 80s. Were you an adult in the mm, late 80s, I was one David? of those things. No. no yeah. So Bummer. we're going to have to take a trip back in time. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Like we Let's always get do. in the time machine. All right. So this is the merchandising episode. Yep. For people new to the podcast, this is a character analysis podcast about Ernest P. Worrell. We went through all the movies and we analyzed all of the Ernest stuff. We've gone on a long, illuminating journey through Ernest's history, all the things he said and done in canon. Every appearance of Ernest ever in a motion picture. Yes. Yep. Even the ones. Yep. <laughs> Ernest goes to Splash Mountain. We'll continue in a moment. Know what I mean? And now we're in the supplementary material, mm-hmm. the additional reading of Ernest Goes to Podcast, the additional reading of Ernest. And in this episode, we want to know what can we read from the merchandising era of Ernest P. Worrell? How mm. do you market an Ernest? Right. So Ernest was known for selling things. Exactly. But today we're going to talk about selling things with Ernest on them. Selling Ernest. Mm, yeah. Ernest used to pitch products and now he's the product. I feel like that was always kind of the case though, right? Like, I mean... It was, but Ernest as a product was being pitched to these companies. Like sure. this guy can sell your product. Right. But now he's being sold directly to the public, to the yeah. public yeah. cutting out the middleman. Well, you could pass the savings on to them. Exactly. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. It's because we've talked about this before. He is a brand being used to sell other brands. Yeah. You know, and there's not too much of a precedent for that. So it is interesting. And I think consequently, the amount of merch he was on was very limited. Yes. It was a lot of like, uh, you know, slap, face slapping, label slapping, Basically. that kind of a thing. Yeah. I know. The movies are products, right? The movies are. Oh, sure. So it's not like Ernest didn't get sold as himself. He certainly did. He was a character. Sure. But we're talking about like stuff that you can hold in your hands. Right. And I've see, I see some of that stuff in front of you right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I've got my little buddy here. He's going to talk. We haven't thought of He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to the warble. He's all right, buddy. You can do it. Ernest. There he, you go, buddy. He's Ernest P. Warble. <laughs> He's Ernest P. It's Ernest. That's my little buddy. So we've got the Ernest toy. Probably, I mean, the most literal Ernest product. Yeah, pro- the, like the, it's it's Ernest. The talking Ernest doll from Kenner. It's just Ernest. His shirt says Ernest. You know, I never realized <laughs> this before. But his, his shirt saying Ernest reminds me of the Castleton T-shirt that they wear in Time Chasers. Never mind. Oh, I know. Aww. So yeah, so we're going to go through all the different kinds of Ernest merch, and we're talking print stuff, which is essentially Ernest in text format, the apparel, which we've got a ton of, mm. the toy, toys. <gasps> what? Maybe. We're going to do an unboxing of a rare Ernest item. Prepare yourselves. Gird your loins. Yep. Time travel noises. We are going through the eras of Ernest merch. Okay. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. 
What are we going to find out? That's like the thesis of the episode. Yeah. Right? yeah so we okay. Let, question look, without an answer right now. These are clues, David. Okay. Yes. We okay. want to know who is this guy, Ernest, mm-hmm. and we're going to figure it out with all these clues. Okay. So where are we starting? The merch is the ruins. <laughs> so we are Dora. We are explorers like Dora. All right. So I think the first Ernest merch ever was this hybrid thing. It okay. was products that Ernest was pitching, and then they put Ernest's face on it. Oh, sure, sure. So right? he was like branding branding a product for a client yes, and tying that into the fact that there was this pitch yeah. man who was speaking. Remember the commercial? Sure, yeah. Yeah, this is the guy. Yeah, I mean, um, first thing that comes to mind with that is like the Ernest masks that they would put at like the car dealerships. That yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. The so, car dealership was, it was like um, face, I forgot what it was called. It was like... It's called the Let's Face It sale. Yes, Vern, each new Tyson's Toyota with this fetching little tag has a very special price on the back. Take it at face value. Yeah, so there's the Tyson's Toyota Let's Face It sale. Right. So that tag that Tyson's Toyota was giving away was Ernest's face. Yeah. And that's, I feel like, where you start the Ernest merchandising within the different brands that Ernest pitched. Sure. I mean, it's the most basic thing. It's super cheap to produce. Yep. Um, It's not, you know, it is tied to Tyson's Toyota. That might be Toyota. the most basic Ernest merch ever. Like Absolutely. Like that mask. Oh, yeah. It was oh, yeah. everywhere. It's, yep. it's on so many t-shirts. I'm wearing one right now with yep. that fate, that we, I mask. I think we both own one. Yeah. Um, I brought it to Splash Mountain a couple years ago. Ah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. We both own the mask themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They used it again for the brain drain challenge yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. You can download it. It's available for download. Is that true? Yes. What is it from? from like on John Cherry's website. Oh, interesting. And good, then, good resolution? or Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a PDF. It's wow, well done. Well done. And then you had companies that would start to put Ernest on their cups. So these are restaurants like right. Taco John's had this promotion where they gave you a free cup with Ernest on it. Mm-hmm. Like we, we found an ad here for the Taco John's Ernest cup and it says, hey, Vern. Feast on a fiesta. Know what I mean? That's on the cup. And on the other side of the cup is just Ernest pointing at you. Yeah. And, you know, that's an amazing free cup. With, <laughs> I can see the, the desire yeah. in Erin's face. Um, and this is from uh, 1988, it looks like. But a lot of these early Ernest m- merchandise items, you know, the images that they're label slapping onto this stuff, it's all kind of that same early photo shoot that we see mm-hmm. constantly you know Ernest with the mouse on his hat Ernest holding like the heart like cross-armed uh that kind of a thing it's 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 all they, apparently they, they, they would do photo shoots often and through the day is that true well that's yeah. that's fascinating to me because I and mean, maybe maybe it's just like all those images are from a variety of photo shoots but like I feel like we always see the same yeah. images it doesn't yeah. feel like because they they're were... all over the books like the Ernest books exactly right yes and you know we'll and get to the, the and, yeah we have some know what I mean news that we'll get to later and yep. it's the exact same photo shoots of just of him in these the same poses we always see they really they were great with reusing the basic Ernest photo content that they had and and applying it in different ways and merchandise is one of those ways I have a cup here in oh, the yeah. real life, you want to see it? Okay, it's a Brahms <laughs> cup. Because you know how Ernest will pitch for anybody? That's true. So he's a Taco John's cup in Kentucky, but somewhere else, he's a Brahms cup. What does that and say? <laughs> it says, Yikes. I hid the front <laughs> part from David. <laughs> that is this terrifying. Whole time, and he's seeing it for the first time, listeners. Cool. <laughs> Do you like it, Dave? Isn't it a lovely drawing of Ernest? Holding yeah. ice cream. I thought you were gonna turn it around. I, I thought you were gonna turn it around. It's gonna be one of those photo shoot photos. This is like some. I, I'm gonna try to evocatively describe this for the audience at home. It's um, 
uh, you're holding it closer to my face. That is not helping. It, it really, you know, the way that this is drawn really does um, uh, get the fish eye yep. idea across. Yeah. The, the fish idea. Um, his hand is not holding that ice cream cone properly. I have to say, but um, it it's looks fine. it looks like a. I don't know. It's like it's <laughs> photo real, but it's like distorted in a way that I don't. It's a find drawing pleasant. where Ernest's features are exaggerated in such a way as to mimic that fisheye effect on a human face, but it like it's pushed to ways that aren't real. Because like it's his cheeks are bulging way out, and his jaw is like elongated as if like he's one of those monsters in the movies that detach their jaws. Oh like, sure, or like in V. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know that I would know this was Ernest. Outside of the context of this cup. It feels like... like I might, let but me know I don't if, know. Let me know if this description makes sense. It feels like the type of item or the type of branding that you would see on like a local, I don't know, like ice cream shop or sure. something. They got like local artist, Jimmy whoever, to like kind of airbrush something real quick uh. to, to approximate their, uh, <laughs> Listen, their pitch man. I think Jimmy whoever did a great job. <laughs> On this, it well, looks it's a it's a art delightful artist rendering of yeah. Ernest P. Worrell. He's holding ice cream. He uh, looks delighted. It says, "Know what I mean." He has about fifty teeth, <laughs> <laughs> and it says, "Know what I mean," spelled correctly. Can I can which I is clarify? Well, it's spelled correctly, like the word, not like the registered trademark. Exactly. Um, but we, I just want to point out for the again for the the audio home audience. Yeah, uh, the fifty teeth that Aaron is alluding to are all, all the, the upper row. There are no <laughs> lower teeth. In the mouth of this Ernest, and I find that very upsetting. Uh, I mean, I wonder what photo they were looking at. It or feels it's like just a, free. It's just a from memory. I, Ernest it, from memory. I would believe that someone was not looking at a photo of a human being when they drew this image. I can definitely uh, say that he's coming out he's of like so a, cute. He's coming out of like a a porthole. Is that what? That yeah, is? he's a looting tune, man. Oh, you're totally right. Yeah, it's it's he's very just coming out of a hole. Like, hello. Like, it might as well say that's all, folks. Instead of yeah, know what I mean. Instead you're of right. big fun, know yeah. what I mean. And it is big fun. Big fun. That's why his face is big. It's big fun. Yeah. So we're talking big fun. Know what I mean? Oh, actually, let me let me see this thing. David is already bowled over by Ernest merch. You know, I will say as as uh, disquieting as I find this, Mm. the the eyes are exactly right. Yeah, they got the blueness. They've got the little eyelashes. The cheeks squishing up in there. Yeah, yeah. The The, the under eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's smiling. He is smizing. Tyra Banks would approve. So you've got that stuff, mm-hmm. right? You've got Ernest on all these restaurants, little products, and then you've got branded stuff like the pins. Sure. Like, oh, you have that Sprite I have a button. Sprite pin. Sprite, Vern. I have a Sprite button with Ernest's face on it. And look, it's it's just Ernest's face. She's holding it up, folks. It's um, just Ernest's face. I would like to point out this this Ernest face has no lower teeth, so maybe that could be like a thing that they- uh... Yeah, he's just smiling. His head yeah. is complete. He's just his head cut out. It's green, the Sprite green. It says, it's Sprite. Know what I mean? Yep, and know what I mean spelt like the trademark. So this is a perfect hybrid of a giant brand with their specific branding, this green and its Sprite, and then know what I mean. Right. Then there's like their bumper stickers. Like I have like a Pacific Draft bumper sticker with Pacific Ernest on Draft it. Draft Kebab. I mean, again, print Ernest is the best. You put one of those- Stock photos from the photo shoots. One of those photos yep. from the photo shoots. Like there are- Thousands, it seems, and then you just put your your brand's whatever you name gotta, on yeah, it, yeah. and boom, you got the piggy banks. There, there was this um, piggy banks. Yeah, there was an earnest piggy bank that someone was selling because you know how there was one ad where he would drop piggy bank and he says, "Look what mean old Mr. Mr. Gravity, Gravity did. did." Yes. Oh hi, Vern. Uh, is this your piggy bank? 
Well, I was just trying to make sure you gave your fair share to the United Way, Vern, because I know how tight you are. We've all got to give our fair share, Vern, and I'll bet your fair share is right in that piggy bank. Oh, I wasn't really going to break it. Here. Look what mean old Mr. Gravity did. So there were Ernest piggy banks. I did not know this. Yes. I'm learning all kinds of stuff about Ernest merchandise today. Let's see if I can find a picture of it. The reason I know some of these things is because I saw them on like eBay. Mm. Here, oh, I found the photo. Okay. And again, same same photo shoot photo. All right. I don't know what brand this was for, but it's a piggy bank. It's a white ceramic piggy bank with Ernest on it. It's si- It's got a little Ernest signature on it. It's Which Ernest is interesting. written in cursive. With an exclamation point. With an exclamation point. Ernest. And then it says, save with gas. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Another spelling variation. I would. I was just going to say, I would love to chart the the various and sundry ways that people have spelled know what I mean. Like yeah. your shirt that you're wearing right now is a purity shirt, and that's a totally different know what I mean spelling. Oh, my spelling. God. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even see that. There's yeah. no K in no. Yeah. Now, it's now not what, what, I, what now I mean. What? I mean. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, there's this piggy bank, I, and I've seen these piggy banks a couple of times, like... Here's another one. Yeah, save with gas. That's so interesting. And it's, let me see if I can get the brand. So ostensibly, this would be given away not from a bank, but from a gas company. Yeah. So like switch to your- your... The reason it's a piggy bank is because that's what he smashes in the ad. And because you're saving money ostensibly. Yes, Yes. I see, I see. And despite the fact that this is essentially a marketing thing, I can't tell what brand this is. And that might be by design, honestly. You get to- Produce the same ones, and then you use them for whatever ah, gas companies right. that you've got locally. Brilliant. It's like, oh, we need it for you know. Ah, I don't. I can't remember any of the gas companies, honestly. Yeah, but it, I do know that the gas is hot, uh, gas is fast, and yeah. gas is cheap. Yes. So kind of like your first buy. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's just or save a gas. Know what I mean? And it's saving piggy bank. Boom. We it's, know it's Mr. So, Gravity smashes it, but yeah. like that's something that you could get. You're right. It's it's. Uh, I and I wish I could remember what this is from. I think because I think I brought it up before. There's like um, a quote in a documentary about Star Wars toys that I was watching. Uh-huh. And I can't I can't remember if it was the toys that made us on Netflix. I was thinking about that. But it was it was someone was talking about the idea that toys from movies are a souvenir from like a fantasy world, like a trip that you took um, fic- oh, fictionally. Yeah, yeah. And okay. t- so to have a piggy bank that's like. Oh, this could have been the piggy bank, or like it's representative of the piggy bank in that, the Ernest commercial that he, that he smashes. smashes. Even a though souvenir from a fantasy world. Yeah, I don't know if that's the exact um, well, the idea, phrasing, but that's that's the general the gist of I it. I think yeah. that sums up exactly what I love about like merchandise of like fictional yeah. things. Oh, sure. Like I want a souvenir of the trip I took in my mind. Of course, yes. No, Ooh. you don't have to convince me. It is funny though because this also has. Um, Shades of that Simpsons joke of like, why would Radioactive Man would Radioactive Man wear a smock with his own, <laughs> own face, face on, on it? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would if it was Halloween. Like, this is the piggy bank that Ernest smashed. Then why is Ernest on it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's I know. Funny. I get you. Yeah, but like, it's it's a souvenir of the. Hey, remember the time? <laughs> yeah, and then there were all the Ringer T-shirts. Sure. Okay. And what's a Ringer T-shirt? So this is it's a T-shirt with like there's rings, there's like red rings around yeah. the sleeves and the neckline. Mm-hmm. And it's that Ernest face mask, 
And then whatever company you want. I've got a purity one. I've got a cream of Weaver Highland one. Sure. The purity one is spelled, know what I mean, as now what as, I mean. Can, and you, then, can you pull out the cream of Weaver yeah, Highland one? I'm curious if it's different. spelled differently or if they just I, were. I bet it is spelled differently. Let's find out. We're finding out live on air. Recorded. Oh wow! It's spelled the trademark. Know what I mean? And it's definitely the K-N-O-W-H-U-T-I-M-E-A-N. same. K n o w h u t i m e a n. Yep, yep, yep. That was the official spelling that they landed on. Right. That's what it says on Know What I Mean News. That makes it official. You know, being versed in the ad world as I am, I'm wondering if there was like you know. For the most part, I can't remember a time where Ernest would have written the words, know what I mean, in an ad. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, the marketing people for these other brands just, like, wrote it out however they wanted mm. or, like, thought they were writing it correct but weren't. I feel like that's and, more and what it is. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, Cardin and Cherry or whoever was like, we, all right, we need to make, yeah, like, a branding we package. We need this. to, And then like, it became, you know what I mean, TM. Exactly because right. Because they figured, like, okay, this is it. This is what it's yes. always going to and be. It's, got, and it's so, going to be in this font. It's going to be capitalized like this. Sending, TM, sending like, a, a little uh, pamphlet yeah. of, like, well, here's this the, the branding information for Know What I Mean. If you Welcome to the Ernest Merchandising Family. And then you can trademark that because it's not the phrase, know what I mean. It's like a specific word with a specific spelling. Exactly right. And that was what ended up on the fan club t-shirt, the best t-shirt we'll talk about. Um, (laughs) But yeah, there's tons of these ringer t-shirts from like ever. I've seen these all over. What are some of the other companies? I'm curious. I've seen them for like local TV stations. Sure. Like W something. I don't know. I've seen (laughs) them for Braun. I think I've seen them for like Mm. TV stations and dairy companies. So, So Ernest, yeah. The ones I've seen were ones that popped up on eBay and I don't buy all of them. Obviously, I've bought a couple. Yeah, you know, I'm a tiny person, so I can't wear a men's triple XL, which is often what I see on eBay. I mean, you can wear it as like a sleep shirt. Shut up, <laughs> sleep shirt. That's that's John Mulaney thing. I feel his anger so much. Uh, He's mad about the sleep shirt. Not wear it as a sleep. Oh, uh, so easy. I'm not gonna wear a, a vintage uh, sure, 80s a, a rare Ernest priceless shirt to sleep. artifact from the Ernest era. <laughs> no. Yeah. I wear garbage that says Puerto Rico to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) But there's all these uh, things. I've got a hat, which is also a brand. I don't even remember what brand this hat is. I'm going to look at it right now. Convenient Food Mart, Vern. Mm. Okay, so (laughs) you're going to like this. Here's my Convenient Food Mart hat. I'm going to put it on and you can read how they spell, know what I mean. Okay. Oh, man. Another very, very disturbing <laughs> caricature where Ernest, Ernest, it looks like he's standing there and he So this has... is a trucker cat, by the way. So it's a blue and white trucker hat that I have yes. on. It's and got it's... Ernest's face on it. It says convenient food mart. Know what I mean? Spelled very interestingly. It's and it is a drawing of Ernest. Ernest's face, but with like a disembodied hand floating in front of him. Yeah. Um, and then it says, in quotes, I feel like a lot of these merch items have things in quotes. Like we looked at that Brahms cup and it says big fun in quotes. Like what, like, are they not? It's like, I guess Ernest is saying that part. Is that the, okay, okay I guess so, Ernest yeah. is saying the quotes part, I guess. So and on... then the non-quotes part is just like the name. So on this cap uh, then, uh, Ernest is saying his own name, Ernest. <laughs> and then uh, know what I mean spelled uh, N-O space. No. yeah. W-H-U-T space, lowercase i space, mean. And then is there an exclamation point? Turn your head the other way. No, the other other way. Uh, Yes, exclamation point, close quote. Yes, and then the convenient food mart logo underneath. Which, by the way, the official know what I mean ended up being a question mark. Right. This one's more like... it is, in fact, a question. know what I mean. (laughs) Just turning down of the melody at the end of that (laughs) sentence. Uh, Oh, does the Brahms also have an exclamation point? Wow, my voice got real high there. 
Know what I mean? Yes, and it's just literally spelled. I like that we both uh, have this like concept of him like shouting it across a like a field. Know what I mean? Hey, Ernest. And yeah, in on my hat, Ernest is yes, he is drawn. Another wonderful artist rendering. I feel like this one is much more faithful. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a drawing of a photo. He's got a little too many lines, but yes, yeah, it's very liney. It's like he's in a. Does he have lower teeth in this one? They're very. Yes, he does. Tiny. Okay, yeah. And I've seen actually some of the shirts. Like instead of the Ernest face mask, it's a drawing of Ernest face, and it's like a terrifying drawing. Oh, what what do, do you remember I know? That? Yes, what do I know that has that? Um, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, it does. The terrifying face of Ernest. Yeah. Every once yep. in a while, we go on eBay and we look for Ernest stuff, and then it'll be like <laughs> prohibitively expensive. So we'll sure. be like, nope, but we remember it and it'll stay in our minds. And I feel like that's where you saw it. Where is that drawing? Oh man, this is gonna haunt me. I mean, let's see what we've got right now. If we go to eBay, are we going? We're going to eBay. Okay, let's, let's do go to it. eBay right now. Yeah. All right, I'll get the car. Why the heck not? Get an <laughs> eBay. Okay, so we got. Um, let's see. Not even gonna be fancy. Ernest shirt. Okay, it's the <gasps> oh, it's oh, the, I want that. Uh, it's the skater shirt. Yeah, the, but it's too big. I know. I already know it's too big. I don't need to ask. Oh, it's a medium. It's a medium. So, like, a, I guess fit a, me a little bit. A fifty-seven inch chest. <laughs> That's not. Is it a <laughs> men's a medium? Medium. Men's no. medium is a fifty-seven inch. What? Chest. <laughs> might I don't as think, well be. I don't think that might as well it's, be yeah, for right. me. It says fits like a medium. So I bet that says in the all. 80s, it was like a large. That's weird. Because 80s shirts always fit small. Right, right, right. That's just like a strange thing to say, though. It's, I know, but, and it's so cool. What I mean? But let's, I'm looking specifically. Hey, there you go. For, That's the same shirt. Who's, what brand is that? We've got an Action News nice. shirt. So we've just found an Ernest, the face mask shirt, which is when we say face mask shirt, we mean like that mask, the, the uh, paper mask the of Ernest. let's face it, or whatever the- Where it's just his face cut out, and right. you see it in Splash Mountain, it was the- the All right, uh, let's go, Ernest! The sticks that they were holding up with the faces on it. This is like the essential Ernest paper mask. Yes. That got slapped on a lot in, of t-shirts. In Splash Mountain, it's the terrifying Ernest face that winks in the yep. one cut to commercial. It's just that face. Yeah. It's the one that gets pasted on like people making like parody Ernest movies. That's the face that they paste on. Like right. That. So this one is an action news ringer tee. Worn by a close personal friend of mine. Uh, not even a ringer tee. It's just a shirt. It doesn't have the rings. Mm. Here's another one. And also Ooh, from action one? news. TV 24 action news. 24 yeah. action news. Some of these finds are very fascinating. Oh, like, look, I found a terrifying one. Oh, man. That doesn't look official, though. It might be, though. I just found, listeners, I just found... Uh, a photo of a scary Ernest shirt. Okay, oh, I found a, oh, no. a scary Ernest shirt, listeners. Oh no, this is absolutely official. <laughs> it's Hi, official. Oh, yeah. look who it is again! Convenient Food Mart. They they draw Ernest. Convenient Food Mart. We draw Ernest. So like <laughs> the I, lesser known tagline <laughs> for convenient food marts. No. I know we're getting very visual on this audio podcast, but we're we're seeing this. Let the we're let, going on a journey. Let here. the reactions that you're hearing set set the stage yeah, for uh, something wacky. We're gonna have to remember to link all this stuff, and we're gonna shoot a little photo shoot for you too, listeners. Mm. Don't worry, I will be your model. You will see all the earnest <laughs> merchandise that we apparel have, that yeah. I own, and how it fits on yours truly. Hey, look, hey Vern, it says on this convenient food mart T-shirt, it's your old buddy Ernest. And then it's a drawing of Ernest winking, and that his, does not come his across. Lip it looks is like curving in such a way that Ernest's lips do not curve. I feel like it's this quite, is like it's interesting. It's a very line drawing. Yeah, the wink does not read. Like I feel like if I cover one eye, it looks like he's looking down and to the right. 
But if I cover the other eye, it looks like he's looking at me, and they should have just picked it's one of the other. One eye is closed. It's and actually, to give it credit, it is a pretty good likeness. Like, yeah, it, it looks it's pretty not good. not bad at all. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, just like. Someone didn't make a decision it, about eyeballs. But why is it just not Ernest's face, is my question. Sure. Why did they sure. feel the need to draw him? Ooh, I like that mellow yellow Look one. Look at this. We just found wow. the dope, dope mellow yellow t shirt. <laughs> this is Ernest, looks like our guest Tom from Haver and Disc 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Make the mellow yellow move, Vern. Know what I mean? Spelled the trademark way. That's right. So, okay, now we got, boom, the brands are fusing. The this Ernest is a great brand. shirt. It's an amazing yellow shirt with some green lines on it and Ernest's face in, like, a black screen printed way, like, on the yellow. It's so nice. And his eyes and teeth are printed white, I'm and that really helps it pop, I have very, to say. I'm very envious of this shirt. It's a great shirt. Oh, yeah. Like, it must have... It's on antiquesnavigator.com. This is just, you know, you got a catalog of things that sold on auction sites that, you know, you still have photos of. So these are all things that sold at some point. Someone very lucky out there owns a a mellow yellow t-shirt. Bought this shirt for $15.53. A steal at $15.53. Congratulations to you. (laughs) I'm very happy for you. Look at this. Oh, what is this? Is This is a wordy one. What is this, this one? This is an amazing one. Do what? I look like I have stupid written all over my face? Oh, no. Know what I mean. All right. This Okay, we're not going to let this episode devolve until I was looking at shirts. <laughs> but Especially I'm... shirts that pose two questions. Yep. So, that's a whole bunch <laughs> Wait, of did ring... someone make a gray t-shirt that says Ernest like the gray t-shirt that says yes. Ernest <laughs> is wearing on the doll? <laughs> That's incredible. Okay. Yeah. Someone made, we just found like a gray t-shirt that says Ernest on it, but it's the same t-shirt. It's the t-shirt that, that the, the doll is wearing. Doll is yeah, wearing. that's incredible. That's such a, that's such an inside <laughs> joke. That's ridiculous. I'm stopping. Well, I love, I would, I would love it. I will say that seems like a very niche cosplay. Like, oh, oh are you I'm, cosplaying uh, as Ernest P. Worrell? No. No, no, no. <laughs> you silly man. I'm I'm cosplaying as the Ernest P. Worrell doll. He has a big pulse. Yeah, just like a thing hanging from your back. Exactly. Right. Oh man, I have to do this. Oh my I have to gosh. do this now. Sorry, I'm I'm sort of checking out now because I'm just thinking about this cosplay idea. I have to find like it's amazing. similar acid wash jeans to those. And like my vest, my vest is not a vest. It's just blue felt. This is an incredible idea that I have to do. Okay. This got me way too excited. <laughs> We should paint you like crazy makeup and make you look plastic. Oh, like those old Duracell commercials? Yes, exactly. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Give me a big prosthetic chin or something. Sure, or a nose. Yes, especially. Draw on eyebrows. Yeah, this could work. All right. So anyway, the shirts, we got very excited. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because honestly, that's the kind of merchandise that appeals to me the most. The earnest I can wear. Sure. Ernest, I can take with me wherever I go. Sure, And he's sure. just with me through the day, helping me get by. Well, and if, that's all we're trying to do, <laughs> listeners. Just make it through this world. Um, and if I can, you know, take us a little bit meta, we are becoming brand ambassadors for a brand <laughs> that sold other brands then. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> through our love of Ernest, we are marketing for a marketer who marketed. I mean, if you think about it, like all that apparel merchandise is free marketing. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's exactly what it is because yep. people wear, hey, look at this brand. Where'd you get that slick looking shirt? Yeah. Snappy dresser. I mean, I saw a guy recently with a PC Richardson Sun shirt and I was like, huh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it oh. It got the brand in my head. <laughs> my brain acknowledges that that is a thing that exists. Yeah. 
and marketing is is a lot of that. It's not like it makes you want to go buy the product immediately. It's just that it makes Brand you associated oh, yeah. with something, and that sure. might come in very handy for them down the line. Yep. All right. Speaking of Disa, 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 Disa. So speaking Jar Jar, of- Jar is that you? Speaking of this Ernest merch that was associated with another brand that Ernest was pitching- Yes. I have a surprise for you. What? <laughs> oh man, there's a surprise happening. I have a surprise. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm trying to not rub my hands together near the microphone. I'm going to describe what's happening. There's a chair moving and Aaron's pulling out a bag. It's a- Christmas bag. I would like to point out this is being recorded not Merry in the winter. Merry Christmas to <laughs> okay. David. Oh, wait. Are you, are you, is this a gift this for me? This is a gift for what? you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this is happening. Another episode of We uh, are going to feel live. All right. Okay. So what I'm doing right now is taking taking a paper wrapped thing. We were going to record the joy that Ernest Merchandise brings. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What am I looking at? Oh. oh. Okay. Uh huh. All right. All right. Uh-huh. So, oh man. Describe it. Yes. Okay. What are you looking at? <clears throat> all right. Oh, I need to. I need to compose myself after this burst of in- joy. incredible revelation. Yes. Yeah. So what I'm looking at is, um, if you were a child of the '80s, you will remember these very specific cups that you would see at like a gift shop or whatever. It was mm-hmm. a a plastic cup that was maybe I don't know. I'd say like six ounces, something like that, and it has a lid. That snaps in. I'll make the snapping sound. Ah. Um, and the lid has like a, a little uh, divot in it that is where you would uh, drink out of the cup. Um, and it snaps back in. Okay. Yep. And so you would see these at like gift shops and whatnot. This one is Ernest branded. And the branding is uh, yet another terrifying <laughs> Ernest face. <laughs> it's drawn. drawn. Yep. Um, and sort of like not cross hatched, but it's almost like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you call uh, like a newsprint, like a half tone almost? Yeah, so, somewhere it's between like drawn and then scared. shaded. It's, well, it's like someone was drawing this in like science class, and they got really bored, and they're like, "I'm going to do really interesting lighting on Ernest with some <laughs> yeah. uh, not quite cross hatching." Um, so this is the brand, and I've never seen Ernest pitch this brand. Have you? Nope. Okay, so the brand is. Uh, I'll just read what it says on this. Yeah. Fargo herbicide, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Know what I mean? And Fargo is a registered trademark also. It's far hyphen go. Exactly it goes, right. It's an exactly herbicide right. that goes far. And then, so uh, to complete this cup, which was uh, made in California, USA, top rack dishwasher safe. Oh, yeah. Um, it also has this um, extra little bit of plastic. I think that's you put it in your car. That's exactly what it is. It yeah. has a... Oh, this this uh, adhesive is still this adhesive still good. And just a second. Oh no! What what else is happening now? Well, I'll I'll, I'll finish uh, describing this. It's a, a little plastic thing you adhesive to. What else is happening? Your your dashboard. It's his and hers. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, we matching. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> I, we got. I got one too. This is a, a strange is world that we clink, live in. Clink, clink. Oh, well, yeah, we have to cheers now. Cheers, clog. Oh, I was really hoping both the bottoms would fall off. <laughs> So we have two of the. Was this like a two pack? Is that what the deal nope, is? No, I found two. That's incredible. I've never seen this before. I think I I bought it from one person that I they they had another one and I just bought that one too. All right, uh, this is a treasure that you have discovered. Fargo herbicide cup. Know what I mean? And I gotta say, it's extremely disturbing to have something that I'm supposed to drink out of say herbicide on it. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> like, yes, you are correct. It's like. Mm, it doesn't super make me want to drink out of it, but 
Yeah. Correct me um, if you can. I'm picturing what's the like the earnest? He's got the scissors, like the war on weeds. That's not oh, an herbicide yeah. thing. What is that? That's like a keep some state clean or something campaign. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, we got to weed them out. Something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. But I, don't, I think I'm that's different sure than what, this. No. That's the closest I can think of to. And yeah, we're earnest. getting a lot of drawn earnest today. That's right. Uh, gosh, are we? Yeah. I, don't you feel the joy? I actually, I actually really like this drawing. Of the drawings that we've seen, this is the strongest. I will say I that. I would say this drawing gives you earnest. Yep, like you 100%. get earnest from like he, mm-hmm. it looks like earnest. It has his energy. I would say like, nowhere on this product does it say the word earnest, but that's fine. But that's even better. Yeah, I suppose a lot of these don't. Like I think that uh, shows the strength of it too, because it's very obviously earnest. It sure, clearly sure, sure. looks like earnest in this drawing, so you don't have to say that it's earnest. Just know what I mean. And I don't think, I don't want any of my earnest apparel to say earnest. Like, sure. Like, you want it to be, like, clear. Like, there's earnest. <laughs> right? It should speak for itself. Yes. As a piece of earnest art. Earnest should speak for himself. Boom. Earnest merch. We're being surrounded now. Yeah, this is a veritable uh, invasion. <laughs> it's an extravaganza. Yeah, also We're that. We're surrounded by earnest. Aha. Well, thank you. This is this is quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but glad. I wouldn't put it in the dishwasher. Oh, well, it is dishwasher top rack safe. And actually, it looks like it already has been in a dishwasher. Ah, uh, that's true. And it's 80 years old. I mean, 30 <laughs> years old. It's like 30 years old. I don't, I'm very careful with all my do, earnest merch. Do now. you know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> it's me, 80 year old all earnest. Right, we got the herbicide surprise out of the way. Um, she's showing me her outline. It is on there, folks. It says herbicide surprise. All right. Let's get on to the What's best next? collection. Where of- do we go from here? Are you kidding? The fan club merch. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. So that old after chestnut. the era of the Ernest merch that was associated with all these brands he was pitching, we got the Ernest fan club era. It's right. like, let's just market Ernest. What do we need these brands for? Exactly right. Ernest yeah. is well known enough to be a brand. We don't even have to write his exactly. name on the thing. No, it's just Except we, the doll. we know you love Ernest. We know you want Ernest. So we're going to give you Ernest. We're serving Ernest hot and fresh. Love Let's it. go to the fan club merch. We've okay. already been through this. A little bit, yeah. There's the a Ernest fan, fan club, club extra, right? Mm-hmm. But we'll just go through very quickly again. Look at all this stuff. The Ernest coffee mug. This thing I still covet. And you've got the Ernest frisbee with this lovely fly little me, face Vern. on. <laughs> Those car window decals <laughs> says, that I want. Yeah, fly me. I'm Ernest, fly me. <laughs> Throw me, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Because anything you put Ernest's face on becomes Ernest. Sure. Even if it's a cup or a <laughs> so, frisbee. So you're picturing uh, just... the frisbee being uh, talking to Vern <laughs> yeah. and having Ernest, yes. Yeah, the frisbee is now imbued with Ernest's personality sure. and it talks. He's and metamorphosed. Goes, me, Vern. Yeah. See, I was picturing more hey, like, Vern, drink out like of me, Ernest and Vern. Because I'm a cup. Ernest and Vern, like the fastball special, like Vern is just like shot putting Ernest yeah. as a, a human. <laughs> no. Throw me, Vern. No, like literally, I feel like everything you put his face on becomes him. Like that hat. Sure. Now there's this amazing white baseball cap they had, and it says, "Know what I mean?" It's got Ernest's face, and it it's does. like the cap is now Ernest. Yep. You got. Uh, let's see. There was that Ernest beach towel. Yep. It's a. It's got a little bit of that cut, wacky that thirty cut out by vibe. sixty big color beach towel. Whether it's to the pool or the beach, the catalog says, 
Take your old buddy Ernest along. That's the point of this stuff. Take I will. Him. You can will. take him anywhere. Oh, they're great. They're great. <laughs> He's great. You, you take him anywhere. Walk around with him, take him down the block, <laughs> your little friend's house. Unlike the real Ernest, who you can't take anywhere. Sure. You can take this Ernest everywhere. That was a, that was a thinker, that one. And here's the super cool fan club shirts. We arrived at the fan club sure, shirts. Sure, the sure. coolest Ernest shirts. I mean, I like the face mask ringer tees, but these fan club shirts sure. are just the coolest. I mean, They've got the official know what I mean and this 80s color and flair. That's what I was going to say. It's it's so indicative of the era in which it came out. It's like- They're more designy. Only, mm-hmm, it, it's like very like kind of 80s pop art. Yes. And, uh, wonderful in that way. It's got that same sensibility, that, that like Haven is earnest, very colorful sure. like graphic sensibility. Yeah, yeah. Like a cut out, cut out kind of fun, poppy, a little bit of a 50s throwback too. Like they feel kitschy in like a fun way. Yeah, I think that was part of the the appeal of like the pop art '80s. Sure, was that it was kind of like the '50s. I'm just grabbing the Ernest fan club shirt so we can look at it again. I've got these two shirts. So I have two fan club shirts, listeners. Two? Because yes, two. I've got the long sleeve shirt, which is like the four pictures of Ernest, yes. and know what I mean on the sleeve. Yep. I've got a gray one. It came in gray and white. I wish I could have the white one, but the gray one is cool too, and it's very very colorful. Yeah. Ernest in green, Ernest in yellow, Ernest in red. And at the bottom it says, Hey, Vern, what square is bigger? Know what I mean? I don't know what that means. What? But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vern, what square is bigger? Hey, Vern, what square is bigger? Know what I mean? Yep. That's what and he again, said. For, that's what he said. For one of the few times in my life, I you, don't. I is mean. The, oh, no. And I'm going to start like trying to process this Don't, joke. no, don't, don't. Is the idea that he's calling himself a square? Like, like maybe in a, like in a like a, a losery I sort feel of like way. Kind of yes. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, screen stars tee. This is a great T-shirt. Long sleeve, comfy, cozy. Wore it, wear it all the time. Wore it to Disneyland, and it kept me toasty. Cool. And you can't miss it because it's so colorful. I love colorful stuff. And then you've sure. got the official Ernest fan club. Uh, the good one. Yep. T-shirt. The yep. classic. Yep. Oh yeah. Black. Same face. Same classic, face on a stick. Elegant. Uh, Elegance, yes. Elegance and... Class. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, Elegance and 80s flair. In terms of... Simple. Maximizing... Two colors. Boom. In terms of maximizing the promotional power of the Ernest Fan Club merchandise, the poppy colors really do it. It's the black t-shirt. It's a screen printed pink Ernest face with a nice uh, turquoise. Yep. Or yeah, a yeah. cerulean, like, a, like aqua, aqua yeah. blue, know what I mean, and aqua blue lines behind Very complimentary colors. this uh, yeah. pink print of Ernest's face. It's like the same Ernest face mask photo, but it's slightly rotated. And this one is half-toned, yeah. And it's half-toned, and mm-hmm. it's just a lovely, simple, classy design. No, and, and again, like these just pop so much. They do a great job of drawing attention to the fact that you're wearing an Ernest shirt. Yeah, you can't miss this. To the extent- like, It's impossible to not see this. <laughs> From Somet- a mile away. Sometimes when I wear this shirt, um, I'll wear like a flannel over it. Just to par- not be par- too distracting. Partially because I'm I'm a stylish fellow, but also, yeah. um, yes, exactly right. To not draw um, the entire attention of everyone around me to my, myself and, and my I t-shirt. I mean, this is the shirt that gets the most compliments when I go out. Oh, yeah. People are like, where, awesome Where did you get that? Yep. yep, because this classic black Ernest shirt is just the quintessential 
80s sure. Ernest product. Sure, sure. It looks like the era and it looks like Ernest. I think that's what makes it so appealing is that it says 80s just as loudly as it says Ernest. Oh, yeah. No, and I think, I think you know, when we've talked about, like, the wishes in our heart of hearts mm. uh, for uh, new Ernest merchandise or modern Ernest merchandise, I feel like this shirt being reproduced is really high on our list because yeah. you you can't mess with perfection. Yeah, <laughs> you can't improve. <laughs> exactly right. On a masterpiece. Exactly right. Like that. I mean, it's just it's I just know what perfect. you mean. You do know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see it improve. I would love to see them come up with a better Ernest shirt than that. But I'm not holding my breath. You're here. throwing the challenge out, right? Mm. You heard it here first. You could everyone. try, but yeah. I feel like you can. Oh, and the tape. The tape? Oh, Dave, the tape. Oh, the tape. The tape. For a second, I was like, "Do you mean the 59.95 Doctor Otto VHS cassette?" <laughs> no, no, no. I mean the Ernest Talk Stupid to Me cassette tape. It's Talk an stupid to me. It's an answering machine message tape. Yes, which we have long coveted. Here is what the fan club says about it, the catalog. Okay. When you're not at home, let Ernest answer the phone. (laughs) Sounds like a bad idea from the start. (laughs) Ten hilarious, outrageous, outrageous taped answers to your phone calls, easily transferred to your answering machine and micro cassette compatible as well. Thank goodness. 995. Now... We've asked repeatedly for people to send us this tape. And we'll continue asking. Who finally came through, Dave? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) There was an idea (laughs) of a tree (laughs) near a mine. (laughs) We thought, hmm, maybe we can mine that tree Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. earnest material. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And we were serious. We were not joshing about it. We were not joshing. Yeah. (laughs) This is such a stupid uh, it was our old buddy. Josh Mindtree came through with the link yep. to this archived cassette tape. Somebody had taken the audio from the cassette tape, put it on the World Wide Web, yes. and thankfully we were able to download these messages. And we are going to listen to them, me for the first time, because I'm a delayed gratification kind of person. Sure. And, and I, sp- I spoiled myself because I just like listening to stuff. I'm going to react to New Ernest. Yeah, and and I will say, you know, again, if you have this cassette tape, we still want it. Still want it. Because these are not the highest fidelity Yeah, we could make a better quality. uh, Exactly right. And and again, preserve the Ernest P. Worrell legacy for the ages. Not to detract from the person that did the great work of putting this on the internet in the first place. We just have resources. We have the ability. Uh, Let me be clear. If it's a choice between not existing at all Uh and this... 100% 100% taking this. Yes. But absolutely. if it's a choice between this and something that I could do, I mean, not to toot my own horn, I'm I'm pretty good at digitizing stuff. We could give a high quality digital version of this to the world. Yep. If someone wants the to Ernest send us the tape and we send it right back, we will not hurt it. We will cover shipping. You want to insure it? We'll insure like, it. I feel like I'm getting very belligerent about this. Just give us the tape. Listen, listen. We do have the audio. We do, yes. Okay, and, and so we now we can listen to it. And so now, for the first time on Ernest Goes to Podcast, it's a little bit like a car that time. You gotta do like a <laughs> drum roll. Talk stupid to me. We're gonna go message by message. Okay. There are ten hilarious, outrageous ones. Oh. So uh, here's message number one. Hey, Vern, them fat boys over at the tape place figured I'd better tell you how to make this little message tape work for you. So, 
Put on your listening cap and pay attention, because I'm only going to say this once. So don't go rewinding this tape. Okay, now listen. <clears throat> listen up now. Put this tape in any standard cassette player. Listen to my messages with both ears and pick out the message that you think best works with your personal lifestyle and hygiene. Know what I mean? Before each message, there will be a beep. Beep. This means you've got three seconds, count them three, before I start talking stupid. Now that you've picked your message, here's the tough one. Find a quiet place like an airport runway or a train station and record from your player's speaker into that little microphone on your answering machine. See it right there? Okay. Now, I'm ready to start talking stupid to whoever is stupid enough to call you. And that's it, Vern. In fact, you got to be pretty stupid to mess this thing up. Know what I mean? And I told them fat boys that, but no. Well, have fun, Vern. Know what I mean? Okay. So, it's funny how I was resentful that the tape was called Talk Stupid to Me. And I feel like in the intro tutorial section, Ernest is also vaguely resentful. <laughs> All right, they titled like, it this. Yeah, I'll talk stupid, Vern. But he's so sweet. He's just like, okay, I'm going to start talking stupid now. It's the most that I've ever heard Ernest P. Worrell say the word stupid in like a 30-second yeah. time span. I like this in-between Ernest where I, this... I know I'm a product. I know you want me to do the thing. I'll do the thing. I'll talk stupid, Vern. It feels like um, the thing we always say of Ad Ernest being the actor who plays yep. film Ernest. It feels like that where he's like, <sighs> people demanded it. So I know what the public wants, Vern. Yeah. I'll be yep. talking stupid in about 10 seconds. Yep. <laughs> like the, a quiet place. Oh, like an airport. That. Oh, oh. I'm not saying I like the movie The Quiet Place. I'm saying I liked when he said that. <laughs> Sorry. I yeah. do like the movie The Quiet Place. I mean, my mind it's, just it's, wandered to yeah, Emily Blunt. Yeah, good job, John Krasinski. Okay, so. <laughs> Next. That was the introduction. Let's go to message number one titled, Clam Dip. <laughs> hey, Vern, you caught me at a bad time, buddy. This place is hopping. Hey, what's that clam dip? What's the clam dip? Crazy people. Sorry, Vern. Uh, listen, buddy. You just leave a message, and when things calm down around here, I'll get back with you. But by the way, Vern, you wouldn't have any spare cheese whiz, would you? Hey, that's my Mr. Microphone. Now, come on. All right. All right. So we've <laughs> caught Ernest at an awkward time, obviously. I think that's going to go for all of these, since these are answering machine messages. Did They're we need all to explain... calling at a bad time. Do we need to explain what an answering machine is to the youths? Do we? I don't know. It's it's like your voicemail message. Google it, message. everybody. Yeah. It's your voicemail message. It's your message. voicemail. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and uh, he is at a party, and he's yelling, watch that clam dip. All of the hallmarks of an 80s party. Clam dip, yeah. Mr. Microphone. So is Mr. Microphone like a karaoke thing? It's like a toy, yeah. It's got a very, not infamous, but like a very a well-known commercial. So we've caught We'll be back Ernest to pick you up later. At a hopping 80s party. Exactly right. And he's having a great time, but also calling the people crazy. <laughs> What's well, like people? Do I hear like a car horn in the background? I don't know what that is. I like the idea that Ernest is the mild mannered one at this party. Which sure, he probably is. I'm. I have to believe that Ernest crashed this party. Like, <laughs> no, there's no way that I disagree. Really? I think he. I think the neighborhood loves Ernest. Okay, okay. Depend. I mean, if it's at Ernest, I think I feel like sure, Vern is sure, the sure. one with the most negative feelings toward Ernest, right. and I feel like everyone else gets along with him. So honestly. I don't think he said anything stupid. Uh, no, if anything, he's trying to protect the he's delicious snacks. He's trying to snacks. keep order. Yeah, in a chaotic at this world. Chaotic party. Yeah. Hey, hey, careful! Watch that clam dip. 
hey, that's my Mr. Microphone. So listen, he brought the Mr. Microphone. Seems that way. I feel like he was invited. Okay. Maybe I, somebody said, we'll be back to pick you up later, and then they party. did. Yeah. He might, I feel like he is serving, actually. Mmm. Because he's like, you caught me at a bad time. Like, I don't think he's, like, having a conversation. I think he's, like, doing something at the party, like, in a... In a well, I, and I can picture either immediately prior to or following this ad, he picked up a punch bowl, took a sip of it, and went superb. superb yes. yes. To make sure that it was superb. I exactly think. right. All right. Message two. I feel, I honestly... I love a window into Ad Ernest's life. Sure. I feel like that's what this is. This is the life of Ad Ernest. And this was probably like a 1987 tape, right? Does that catalog have a year? 1986. Ah. So this very much is Ad Ernest. Sure. This is before the movies. Because the first movie, Camp, was 87, right? Right. And it has, you know, the Dr. Otto VHS tape being in there as Ernest's first appearance mm-hmm. in a motion picture. Technically. So we are very much in the Ad era all right, this one's called Shower. Okay. He must be in the shower. <laughs> Boy, this is riveting, right? Let's uh, see what he says. Thank goodness this is audio. I'm singing in the rain. Hey, can't come to the phone, Vern. I'm in the shower. Just singing in the rain. Oh, Vernon. The soap burn is in my eyes. Oh, oh, leave a message and get over here quick. Oh, I hate this burning. I hate clean eyes. Oh, he said, I hate clean eyes. He did say that, yes. <laughs> I mean, they burn, burn. Know what I clean? That's charming. I uh, So far, I feel like none of these are, you know, for my lifestyle and hygiene. Sure. I've got to find the earnest message that's right for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean. That you would put on your voice, I voicemail? can't come to the phone because Ernest is in the shower. That, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. Let's see number three. Number three is bobbing for water. Hey, Vern, is this a neat little gizmo or what? See, I'm not here, but we can still communicate. Know what I mean? It's simple, Vern. I talk here for a second, and then this beep comes on. Beep. And then you leave your message, and then I listen to it when I get back. Beep. It's kind of like bobbing for water, Vernon. You just can't miss. Know what I mean? Beep. Okay, that's adorable. <laughs> I love hearing Ernest beep. I love that he's explaining what an answering machine message is and why it's great. That's my favorite Ernest, is one who's enthusiastically explaining what he loves sure. about said thing. And this is a very a very straightforward message. There's no Yeah. There's no uh Nothing fancy. It's it's not it's like it's not dressed machine. up, it's just it's just Ernest and you. That's just he like er, hey Vern, leave a message. Also, answering machines exist. I do find it interesting that he's always talking to Vern and that it's not directed at whoever's calling. It's always Vern. Well, if we if we take what we've learned about Ad Ernest and how we all are Vern. Um, I I believe the intent is that anyone who is calling is, by all accounts, a Vern. I am starting to think that Ernest just calls everyone Vern. That's also possible, that yes. Might, that might explain a whole lot. And we kind of Why we don't have a clear picture of that, Vern. And, yeah, we sure. kind of suspected that in the books when one of his ways of covering up the fact that you can't remember someone's name is to just call them Vern. Right. He might, yeah, just, call, just call everyone, everyone Vern. Vern. That's... Interesting. We are really all Vern. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Even though I still don't think an answering machine message is like bobbing for water. Well, and it's, it's tough. There's no it's visual. A, it's a reach. Yeah. But I like it. Okay. Aches and pains. Uh-oh. Number four, aches and pains. Vernon, have you ever tried to get one of these blame cow poop caps off an Aspen bottle? Listen, buddy, I'm going to have to get back with you, so... 
Leave any message you want to when you hear the tone. No wonder they say this aspirin's great for aches and pains. I'm getting plenty of both. Okay. I like that one, kind of. I like it. He can't get a bottle open. The childproof cap. Yeah, yeah. the childproof cap open so he can't come to the phone. I mean, this is the first of any of these that is even in any remote way stupid. Like, the rest of these have been relatively straightforward. Ernest yeah. is at a party. Ernest is I, in the shower. Like, and I still wouldn't call that stupid. It's just I'm like just saying, his the ones... hands are so big, Dave. <laughs> so we got it. Uh, that it's going to be hard for him to open a sure. childproof right. cap. I, I just you know? mean of the ones we've seen. Like, yeah, this, this is, is the, the only closest. one that's like, oh, Ernest, you're dumb. We yeah. can't open that. Yeah. But I, I, I'm sure it's hard for you if your hands aren't if as you have the comically large cartoon hands. Yeah, yeah. as his are. And yeah, I can imagine that might be tricky. That is the clearest plumber. He's like... Hey, leave a message. Mm, I'll call you right on back. How about it? Yeah. All right. The first, the fifth one is Pop. Is this the character Pop? Oh, I, I, it's been a while since I listened to these. Let me see. Let me see. Hello, Ernest P. Worrell, resident. Hey, it's for me, Pop. Huh? It's it's for me, Pop. Well, who is it? Well, I won't know until they leave a message. Well, talk to them. Is it for me? I don't know. I don't know. Leave your message at the beat, please. Well, who is it? Oh my gosh! I I've never heard adult Ernest interact with Pop. He never has. Only baby, only little kid Ernest ha- right, interacted right. with Let's Pop at that Pop. Disneyland Let's anniversary. Go Pop and in the family album, and, yeah. yeah, and family album. Yeah, you're right. But adult Ernest, this is the only time adult Ernest interacts with Pop. So he's got. I mean, Pop was pushing seventy in like wow. the 1960s. So how, Pop is is how very close is to death. <laughs> in this answering machine message to the extent he that he can't hear anymore and he's no longer um you know riffing on harriet or a 36 chrysler or whatever oh he's, don't make me sad he's basically Dave. just asking questions <laughs> oh, what that's what okay ernest is there to take care of him yeah yeah because he, yeah, he's, he's, he's a nurse a good that's right a registered nurse well specializes yeah, yeah. in eating disorders yeah, yeah. at ernest is a nurse you know According to the books. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. talking about, yeah. I'm going with it. I don't care if it's a joke. It's canon now. You said it. <laughs> Number six. Welcome back. To... some Z's. <laughs> Welcome back to Aaron Gets Annoyed About Canon. I'm not annoyed at all. <laughs> Number six. Coppin' some Z's. Hey, Vern. Not too loud, buddy. Old long kids over here on the couch cutting some Z's. And you remember what happened the last time we woke that sucker up? How is your nose doing, by the way? Look, he'll get back to you real soon. Because Gilligan Valen's coming on in a while, so I know he'll be up. But leave ah! but what? Go leave your message at the beep, okay? Oh. Okay, so in that one, Ernest is in your living room, or is he, or in your bedroom. I think I think the idea in all of these is that we are Ernest. So someone is calling our phone. No, but not anymore. Now Ernest is like, hey, the person you're calling is asleep. Oh, I see. That's what he's I saying. See. He's like, hey, you're the old lunkhead's asleep. Right. But they'll call you he'll call you back afterward. And I'm just picturing like some giant muscular dude that's like Yeah. Uh, if you're a giant muscular dude, yeah. that's the answering message you use. <laughs> exactly right. Right? That's the one. Yeah. So that's interesting. I feel like that's the one where Ernest is your ambassador for real. <laughs> because you don't want to get clocked in the eye again. Excuse me, my assistant Ernest will take yes. this call. <laughs> Lunkhead household, please hold. Okay, this is number seven. <laughs> Locusts. <laughs> and on your lukewarm days. Okay. Burn. Burn, I can't talk right now. The backyard's full of locusts. We're talking big, green, hungry locusts. 
they're everywhere. And they're eating all this drugs and, and my new pot is bland and, and now they're starting to have all that learning. So send help or, or leave leave a messenger. Or let me Oh my god. He later died. Is he okay? <laughs> that sounded harrowing. Yeah, yeah. What did he say? He did he say they started on that lady? I didn't catch that. He said I thought they started on something. And my new pot is bland and now they're starting to have all that learning. It's very indistinct. I don't know. I they might start on a lady or but they definitely started on his new potted plants. Yes. She's very upset about. So that's something new I learned about Ernest. Oh, oh man. Ernest. Uh, of course, a plague of locusts would descend on Ernest P. Worrell specifically. Impossible luck. I feel like it's localized to his backyard only and L- touching localized? no one else in the neighborhood. Sure, it's like it's the, the just... Truman Show rain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. It's like the fire. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> they are only interested in Ernest. For reasons yeah. unknown. Yeah, well... All right, number eight. Call here. Okay. Burn, 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 burn. I thought I told you never to call me here. What will the neighbors think? Now, go ahead and leave a message, but make it quick, burn. Concise. To the point. No word wasting. The last thing we need is a bunch of ugly and sordid rumors floating around. Speaking of ugly rumors, do my best to the little woman. (laughs) So this one's a lot going on here. This one starts out... (laughs) Fairly straightforward, and then descends into a a tableau of of goings on that I can't quite comprehend. So Ernest is being called by Vern yeah. at a a number that I we can assume is not his. So he must be at someone else's house. Oh, well, where right. to, to the extent he's like I told you never to call me here. To the extent right, that if if it got out that Ernest was at this house, nasty wow. rumors would start, and I. I have lots of wow. questions about that. Is, Where is he? Uh, my first, That's the main question. My first thought was Clown Mom's house. but <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I think it's more like some kind of uh, back room. Like a, like a vintage store? <laughs> no, like a, like a bedding. Like a local club or something. Yeah, sure, yeah. Like, with like a, a, a single hanging like a card light. card game. Yes, yeah. or they're playing like, like a uh, shady card game. Mahjong or something. Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're playing che- they're a playing very che- shady yeah. game of checkers. Exactly. <laughs> Crown me. It's got to be something super innocent yeah. that Ernest would be horrified to have get it's, out. It's like Ernest and like the, the flamingo puppet. Yeah. And whatever, who else? And like the, that Woody. alligator puppet. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Ernest and puppets. Help me, I'm stuck in this man's Playing hand. a shady game of checkers. Yeah. Yeah. Vern, I told you never to call me here. Yes. And then he calls Vern's wife ugly. Yeah, what does he say exactly? He says, speaking of ugly rumors, like, oh, say hi yeah. to the little missus. Ernest, how dare you? Don't talk about Verna that way. <laughs> or Verna. Vernet? Verna's like if we assume that the Ernest, ancestor. If we assume that Ernest is constantly saying, Vern, Verna. Like, I, I can't tell if he's just, like, talking to two people. Whoa. Like, that. that is a... Ver, Verna could yeah. be that he's, he's like, talking Vern, to Verna. Verna. Vernon's yeah. wife. Yeah. Brilliant. And you know, Figured it out. watching some... <laughs> Watching some of the ads earlier, as we often do, uh, I had the thought also that in some of the ads where they close the blinds on him after the window slams yeah. on his hands, there has to be three three Verns in the Vern family because no, it's like two. no, there's camera and then like the way that the arms come in oh, could not possibly be Vern POV Urn. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Vern Jr. Did I say POV Urn? POV Vern. Yes, exactly right. 
What's the next one, Aaron? <laughs> My friend Vito. I rem- okay. Number nine, this, penultimate. So I listened to all of these when, mm. when uh, Josh Mindtree sent them to us. This is the only one that sticks with me because it's so weird. Please play it. Oh, you've now piqued my interest, but I am frightened. Hello, who is this? Who the heck is this? What do you want? Vito. Give me that phone. Don't be calling here. Vito. Sorry, Vern, it's a bad time. My friend Vito's a little upset. Just hey, leave the message. calling here. And I'll get back to you, okay? Thanks. Where's my chainsaw? Hey, who the heck is this? <laughs> um, Ernest. Okay. He later died. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> Ernest, I think, has a life outside of Vern, is what we're finding. This a, is the a, first a, I've a, ever heard of Vito. Like, <laughs> there's a whole other alternate universe where all the ads are directed to Vito. <laughs> hey, Vito. Hey, Vito. What? What is it? And then never mind, and he just leaves. Yeah. Because you can't. You can't. Vito's not going to tolerate that. Do you think, now I'm trying to like put together some of the pieces. I got to hear this again. Sorry. Just one more time. And I'll get back to you, okay? Thanks. Where's my chainsaw? Where's my chainsaw? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I mean Vito said, from... where's my chainsaw? Maybe Ernest made friends with Chainsaw Chester, the wrestler. And that's Chainsaw Chester's real name is Vito. Do you think his real name, and because this is what I was putting together, do you think his real name could be Vito Lunkhead? No. Uh, two different people? Lunkhead's just a name for you, Lunkhead. All right. I mean, I, yeah. You're asleep on the couch. And I'm a giant muscular man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're I have a been giant working out. Muscular man with a muscular snore on the couch. <laughs> now, Vito, uh, so since this is at Ernest, you sure. can assume that Ernest has. Various friends around the neighborhood. Okay. And Vito's one of the shadier friends. It seems that, so that, he could have been, know, he could have been playing like, that back room poker yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he's, po- he's in the checkers game <laughs> with sure. the puppets and Ernest. I feel like we're slowly moving towards, we've got ad Ernest, film Ernest, and now cassette tape Ernest. <laughs> I feel like cassette tape Ernest is ad Ernest. Okay. We're just we're just getting different we're getting glimpses. Th- glimpses of ad Ernest that we've never yeah, gotten okay. before. All right, I'm on it. I'm in. But I think that... I like the idea of of Ernest having other friends that Vern doesn't know about and that Ernest has oh. not introduced Vern to. It's like, hey, sure. I have my Vern life, okay? Yeah. And then I have the other parts of my life. Sure. Like, And if Ernest had a party where he invited all his friends, it would be weird because you've got the friends from this side of your life and the friends from this side of your life. Do you think we and could And then assume... some of your friends are like, you have an Ernest podcast? And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> do you think we could assume that you know, uh, let's say Ernest threw I don't know a costume party? It was like is Vito in one of those chicken okay. costumes? Yes, uh, Lunkhead is another one. That's a place where you could invite all your friends as long as everyone wore the same costume. Sure. It wouldn't in- be weird. Incredible coincidence. Of <laughs> no, I think Ernest is always impossible luck. <laughs> There's a, like a meme that's like when you invite all your friends to a party and then you have to be all the different versions of yourself huh. that you are with those friends sure. at the same time. I feel like that's not a problem for Ernest. Ernest is always Ernest. I was just gonna say, in yeah. every context, he's always it's his, not an his issue best for him. authentic self. Yeah, but like he gives, he does something for Vito, you know, that you know he doesn't have to do for Vern. Sure, sure, sure. I think Ernest has to be a very, very positive influence in Vito's life because Vito's I... not upset with Ernest. 
He's upset that he got called. He's like, who is that? Who's calling? Yeah. So they were fine before we called. I mean, I could also see that Vito is upset. Maybe Ernest was using Vito's phone and wasn't supposed to. And so now like people are calling Ernest at Vito's number. <laughs> I, I, What I'm not 100% I've, sure about is how the chainsaw figures into it. Because he's, he's like, oh, I'm upset about this phone Ernest call. Ernest is friends with a Let murderer. Grab That's a... all. Okay. Like... <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> he's friends. <laughs> Chainsaw Chester does make the most sense, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, no, I think he's friends with the wrestler Chainsaw Chester, who is yeah. a.k.a. Vito. Yeah. And, you know, they made <laughs> friends. Uh, making friends. Chainsaw Chester being, of course, from Haver and its Ernest. Uh, Haver and its sports. Haver and its sports. Yep. Okay. So here we go at the finale. Last message, number 10. Maybe. Call me. Hello. Hello. Anybody there? Well, maybe I'm here and maybe I'm not. And maybe I'm over at Burns' house. And maybe I'm not. So if you leave a message, maybe I'll call you back and uh, maybe I won't. Know what I mean? You know, it's, okay. it's, it's curious. The... The garbled state of some of these answering machine messages yeah. is very similar to the garbled state of the Ernest pull string. Absolutely. Which is the the ravages of time have not been kind to the, wacky, the yeah. Ernest Jim Varney audio here that we're uh, experiencing through the Ernest merchandise. I mean, I think it's like a surreal. Like it's you, very yeah. Like you called Ernest, well, it's and like, he was in a dreamscape. But we're like, like a dreamscape of like witness protection. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll call you back, and uh, maybe I won't. And he has like a silhouette. It's and you can like like see Ernest his outline. wearing like a mask, a Max Headroom mask, and like he interrupted your broadcast. <laughs> sure, exactly. <laughs> and he, maybe I'm here, maybe I'm not. Yep. <laughs> know what I mean? Everyone's like, what? What happened? I could absolutely see Ernest hijacking a broadcast <laughs> i feel like it would be accidental absolutely but he would be using like the um one of those dr otto we look in apparatuses like you know when he's on the uh dairy like helpline yes, and he's got the yes. headphones mm-hmm. yeah kind of like that yeah. he's surprised he's yeah. like oh hey hey everybody sorry about hey, that Bird. yeah i'm live across I'm on America. the tv yeah um that one is just Ernest being being annoying. Like, maybe I'm here, maybe I'm not, and leave a message. <laughs> Again, though, but like, like, yeah, the distortion really adds oh, to the a creep factor. To, yeah, yeah, to like the, the there's it gets vaguely threatening. Sure, but that's you know that's not Ernest. That's fault. that's right. <laughs> but it's great. Um, none of these are stupid. <laughs> no, like the close, I mean, no, like the Ernest is stupid. The one I said, Ernest yeah. is as smart as he's ever been. Yep. Yeah. Talk stupid to me. He's not stupid. He seems vaguely resentful at being well, if, if like, feels... asked to be stupid. He's just like, oh, I'll, I'm, no, he's not even resentful. He's just like, oh, you want me to be stupid? I'll just talk stupid. Yeah. It's just things that I say, right? Yeah. Like, that's stupid to you. Well, it's definitely like it's the the creeping in of the external world where Ernest is a character into the world of Ernest. Like it's it's. Ernest. Ernest, it's the, the commentary on Ernest yeah. becoming part of the, uh, is it still called diegetic if it's not uh, sound or uh, music? Like, no, where it's the, like the, it's like the, embedded the, in the... Um, the text? Yes, exactly right. Exactly right, yeah. Instead of like the meta text. Yes, in... that's what I'm trying to okay. say. So it's, yeah. and that almost feels like sales in a way where I like... I think it is like, talk it, stupid to me is how Ernest is being marketed. Exactly right. And like, it's tough because... Mm. My instinct is to say 
that they are sacrificing the character for the sake of a joke. Like the pun talk stupid to me is a is a good title. Right. But at the expense of calling Ernest stupid. But I feel like Ernest is called stupid in the way he's marketed, whether it's a pun or not. Or like I mean, I guess scared stupid is a pun. Oh, it's a play on words. It's a play on yeah. words. But like the fact that it seems right to use mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. It's funny that we both got like very cross arm defensive yeah, we're getting, as this. Like, angry. As the, yeah, it's like <laughs> we're low key mad. Yeah. Okay, I mean this is the thing we keep coming back to with Ernest. Sure. Whenever someone else presents him to us, whenever it's not Ernest presenting himself, he never. This is the first time I've ever heard him be like, "Hey, okay, I'll, I'll be stupid now." Yeah. And then he's just himself and not stupid. Yeah. But like he knows that like this is what his brand is. Hmm. This is what his. It's just this weird contradiction that we always run into where Ernest Brand and what he's known for is being stupid and then you get the product and he's not stupid yeah but we all call it stupid I think okay so there's a couple of things that makes me think of one is that I could see Ernest films or pieces of Ernest media being correctly described as stupid sure like, because like, this is they're stupid. silly yeah exactly silly right. things yeah. happen yeah. that couldn't happen in the real world and you might casually call that stupid and i f- yeah well and i often use the word silly and stupid um, yeah i not- mean if i see ernest fly across a room like attached to like a floor polisher i'll be like that's stupid uh, exactly right and yeah. what i was gonna say about that is just like the way i use those words often is not in a like a pejorative way like, sure. it's just like like i'll often be so delighted by a joke earnest or otherwise and be like that is so stupid yeah. i love it <laughs> yeah um yeah. so th- in that way it's like i understand the world of earnest yeah. and the humor of earnest being referred to as stupid but i don't but i don't think that is what is marketed i think earnest specifically is marketed as being a stupid character absolutely and it feels like the um it feels like the Bill and Ted, like, uh, we need to market to yeah. the people who, because we've already got David and Aaron, we got to market <laughs> to those other people who only know yeah. him. Oh, that's that stupid character. Like, oh, this is called Talk Stupid to Me. That's kind of cute. I'll check this out. Like, it feels like drawing in the other audience that they don't already have that way, if that makes any and sense. And it is a silly product in the sense, like, it's a silly thing. Oh, and <laughs> completely. And so it does describe that. Talk Stupid to Me. Like, okay, you know this is a cassette that's going to be silly. Sure. Like, you get that. Yeah. But it's at the expense of Ernest yep. and his character. By describing the sort of things that happen and the humor, you put down the character who himself isn't stupid. Sure. But it's also, you're marketing to the assumptions rather than marketing what he actually is. But then there's also the sense that, I don't know, maybe the brain trust does consider him stupid. I, I think they do. Yeah, I think for they sure. Do. But yeah. like, I guess we just still don't get that. I think, yes, and I think we, you know, I don't know if it's, we're talking about products that are, it's interesting that the merchandise is bringing this up, I by know, the way. I know, because it's, it's how Ernest it's, is it's being marketed. presented. Sure, 100%, yeah. Um, what I was going to say was I don't know how much of it is like, you know, there's a couple things, like generationally, like sure. the meaning of words right. from like we're born in the 80s and like what words meant and how things were talked about. Like when, sure. we, when we talk about that... um that news piece, like yeah, Ernest, Ernest the, the Jerk. jerk. Yeah, like, that's jerk means something else. It means like so a dumb guy, basically. removed from like how it is in our yeah, lexicon. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like stupid kind of still means the same thing that it did then. I don't think... I mean, it could have a slightly different connotation. 
I think. Sure. But I think essentially it's still in the in earnest time meant low intelligence. It feels like I agree with you. Um, it, what it feels like is, yes, marketing and shorthand. Yeah. Like in the way that the word nerd might have been used to describe something like it's a very quick, evocative mm. idea. What is this? Oh, it's stupid. Like like that kind yeah, of. Yeah, I got and, you. And not necessarily even in a, a casting aside way, more just in a we need like what's an immediate yeah, word. Yeah, just a that, simple like, pitch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I understand that as a way in. Mm-hmm. I just, what makes me feel kind of sad as an earnest advocate. <laughs> If ever there was one, <laughs> I'm seated across from I her. I feel like that's the pitch that draws people in. This is stupid. But then they then take anything Ernest says, no matter how intelligent it might be or how insightful it might be or how just normal it might be, they'll interpret it as stupid because Ernest was marketed to them as stupid. And now they go in with that assumption and like everything Ernest does and says is stupid no matter what. I get what you're saying. Yeah. At the same time, I feel like there's a weird thing where it's almost. But you know what? I found that that's not the case, really, because all the Ernest fans that we've interacted this with. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. They love Ernest exactly and they right. get him exactly. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, I guess it is for the casual viewer that just kind of. The Ernest's brain trust already has us like they don't yeah, need to market yeah, to us. We're yeah. already in. And it's so interesting because for all of the authenticity that I feel like I especially praise and respond well to about the earnest everything, yeah, it's so interesting that the exception to that authenticity is the way that earnest is called stupid in a marketing sense because it feels like it's almost a disservice to the fans in some ways. Like I could read it that way. Where it's, kind it's of, like because it's if weird. we love this stupid guy and relate to him, then mm. well, it's like we're we're Ernest's biggest advocates, so it's strange that like the marketing of a thing is then tailored to people who are not us. Not not that everything needs to be tailored to us no. ostensibly, but I need to stop saying ostensibly so much. I mean, um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's odd. I just always felt this dissonance between what I see in the actual Ernest things and the way actual Ernest things are presented to me. Yes. And it's there's Agreed. a tension there that I guess it sometimes comes across in cases like this. Yep. Wow. So that was the wow. answering machine cassette tape <laughs> revelation time. <laughs> Let's get to something happy and simple, eh? Love it. Let's let that marinate and move on to another cassette. Okay. Do you remember the Ernest Goes to Camp storybook cassette? I do indeed, yes. I'm going to tell you about one of my greatest adventures. It's called Ernest Goes to Camp. Catchy title, isn't it? Of course, you can read along with me in your book if you like. But remember, my motto is turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. So I've got that on my list as pretty much the only movie story cassette that existed. That, by the way, is the cassette we talked about in our camp extra. So go back and listen to that. Way back in the day when we first started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's Jim Barney as Ernest basically it's like, like a weird reading clues, yeah. like kind of reading the story as Ernest, like describing what happens and Ernest goes to oh, camp. It's a very measured tone yeah. that feels it's less earnest. Like, because it's uh, for children. It's like read, reading yeah. slowly for children. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow I'm going to get this land thing worked out, even if I have to jack a few jaws and hand out a few knuckle sandwiches. Know what I mean, boys? Well, I think Camp strikes me as the most overtly kids movie 
of all of the films. Would you agree with that? Um, no, like, no. I think uh, Scared Stupid is overtly a kid's movie. I mean... Yes, but it has, like, the horror element. Right. Christmas is a kid's movie, but there are no mm. children in it. Like, Harmony is, like, late teens. But it's not like... Like, kids is what I'm talking about. Like, like the, yeah. the Ernest target. And, and and kids are very much, like, the main characters in Ernest Goes to Camp. That's what I'm trying to say. And kids of the, of a similar or slightly younger age who would be reading these kinds of books or having these this sort of merchandise. Those are the kind of kids that go to camp. Correct. Correct. Right. Like I struggle to think about the selling power of a Ernest Goes to Jail read-along cassette tape. <laughs> and it's like, well... <laughs> but that one is not for... I feel is, like that movie is the, not for and kids. That, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. So the, the fact that the only one is camp makes very sense to me. But it also seems to me like they had this idea like, oh, we can make these movies uh, books. They did sure. it with camp, and then they never followed through on the rest. Like Maybe I would have didn't... loved to read along Ernest. Oh, certainly, Save Christmas. Yeah. I would have loved to see more. I just feel like it's a thing that they started, and they were like decided not to keep doing it. But I would have loved to see. Well, you know, I think all Disney for Christmas and Scared Stupid. Also, the universality of their content is not as broad. You know, apart from being like a summer camp thing, camp is pretty much year round. Like it works. Like Christmas is very tied to Christmas. Scared Stupid is very tied to Halloween. Right, you're it's right. Like, camp has like a but, broader. But seasonal children's books are very much a thing. Certainly, certainly, that's fair. So I think those could have worked brilliantly. So to answer as your like question, a, I don't know. A Halloween book. Ernest goes to. Sure, uh, sure. You know, our friend Dan, who's been on this podcast several times now. Several. He wrote an illustrated. And, oh, the children's books. True yeah. children's books that are holiday based. That's true. That's true. Uh, so it's Valentine's Day and then Halloween, right? Yeah. yeah. Hedgehog. Yep. So available now on Amazon. Supporter friend Dan. Yep. He, I think that would have been perfect. Seasonal children's books. Yeah, that's fair. You're right. I'm just trying to think about why they wouldn't have done that. It's also possible that this didn't sell well. <laughs> but but look at his little face. I, I know, but I'm just saying. You know, we don't know the numbers. It says I'm looking at it again. Fun-filled story cassette. And I think Jim Varney's earnest reading a storybook voice yes. is so soothing. It's I agree so, with that. It's such a soothing in-between between Jim Varney and Ernest, and I would have liked to hear more of it. I had brought my boys through a real test of manhood, just like the Kikakee Braves of old. Nurse St. Cloud offered her congratulations. I'm so proud of you, Ernest. I mean, I, I kind of don't want a jail cassette. It's like, and then this, and then I did this. And then two uh, ball and shackles fell out of my dress. <laughs> but <laughs> For kids. Christmas certainly scares jail, stupid. Jail, not so much. Certainly. And then I kissed the troll on the snot. Mm -hmm. like, I guess I, yeah, how do you say that? I mean, exactly. you just did it, yeah. <laughs> No, and so the Ernest Goes to Camp book, this is the, the terrifying drawing that I alluded to earlier. Uh, that might be the scariest Ernest drawing, though. The, it needs a little bit more detail. Um, it like has it's, uh, just enough detail to be like... It really does feel like a coloring book drawing where like they just got... Color me in, Vern, yeah, which we I still, still have it. to... Yeah. You know what? That's merch I want. Ernest coloring book. Yep. That's right with what you. I... Just trace him. I'm not, you know, adult coloring books have blown up recently. Oh, certainly. I mean, that could be an adult coloring book because all the Ernest fans Also grew known up. as coloring books. Listen, okay? <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. It can be an Ernest thing. Agreed. Anyways, that's a tangent on the Ernest cassettes. But those are the two Ernest cassettes that exist. Both very different. Both yeah. very different vibes. And different audiences, too. Exactly. Like, one is... For children, for adults, and, and the other is not for children. Yep, one is. For, yep, yeah. one is a very soothing story time earnest, 
And one is very, hey, buddy, hey, stupid, nudge, nudge. It's interesting that the earnest merchandise pre-Disney, I mean, it's not interesting, it makes sense, adults and then children, like I'm, I'm making a, a hand graph in the air of yeah. ages, adults, children, and then slowly start like creeping back up. If you marketed it earnest now, it would be to adults that That's were children mean. in Ernest's heyday. Mm-hmm. Right. So it started out as adults, and then suddenly he became marketed to children yep. because he was in what were basically children's movies mm-hmm. or family movies. Yep. And then now we've reached the point 30 years later where you're marketing to the same children, but they're adults, and then there's a nostalgia I remember factor. that thing. Man. Yep. I remember what he means. It is fascinating that the, all the ways that you market Ernest in different contexts. Sure. And for different audiences. And he essentially doesn't change. Like, there is a difference, definitely, between ad earnest and film earnest. Film earnest, I would say, is sweeter and more well-meaning. But remember that ad earnest also did become sweeter just in the world of the ads, too. Well, and I think it doesn't have to be him changing, but the products absolutely change. You know, mm. T-shirts are more or less universal, but, like, a child is not going to need bumper stickers or exactly. car window clings or... Things of that nature. No, a child needs this guy. A child is not going to buy a $59 Dr. Otto VHS tape. That's actually a great segue because the next on my outline, we are going to talk about toy earnest. Ah. What does a child need? So now we've moved. This is basically an era thing. Sure. We have now moved into the era where Ernest is a character for children. Right. We've realized our audience, like our guest Tom said, mm-hmm. we figured out our audience and it's kids. Mm-hmm. And it's adults too. But we found that kids love Ernest and Disney knows that kids love Ernest and is marketing Ernest to kids. And Ernest Goes to Camp and Christmas, these these were kind of happening at the same time as Haver and It's Ernest. Mm-hmm. Haver and It's Ernest is 100% a kid show. There's no ambiguity. It's a show for little children. And so now we get Toy Ernest. Toy Ernest who soothingly tells the child that he loves them. Mm-hmm. And I love you too. I love you, Ernest. We are having fun. So I've been replaced. <laughs> my new co-host. <laughs> Damn. Uh, and to be clear, this was a tie-in to the TV show. Exactly. So it's, this it's... is a children's Haver and It's Ernest toy packaged in this colorful Haver and It's Ernest branded box where Ernest's fingers are slammed in the window and like sure. the plastic transparent part where you can see Ernest is the window. Yes. And then which is great. It's a great His design. His fingers are slammed into it. It's a. It's absolutely wonderful. I love this little doll and his garbled voice. Um, you know, he's just my buddy. I highly recommend that if you see one on eBay, you give him a home because he is just such a sweet guy. David just took a photo of me <laughs> hugging my the, guy. The, the, the tableau here is just very adorable, so I had to document it for the future. Him. I just love my Ernie. I mean, here we go. The first... Huggable Ernest. Well, and the thing I wanted to say was just that you'd think Disney marketing giants that they are and merchandising giants that they are would have capitalized on this, but it's actually, in fact, the CBS show that gives us the main Ernest doll. Yeah, with his super buff arms. He's ripped. They thought of me in the future. (laughs) I was like three. They were like, someday a woman is really good to appreciate these meticulously sculpted plastic arms. Uh, The Toy Ernest is honestly the most fascinating approach to Ernest merch to me. Okay. Because it involves 
rendering like a caricatured, stylized 3D Ernest. Yeah. That's crazy to me. You're not just drawing him. Like he is a 3D sculpture, essentially. I mean, how do you caricature somebody that's already a caricature? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think they nailed it. I mean, they did it. Yeah. But it's like, this is what he looks like in the fisheye. It it is, really. But like, it never changes. Like, he's permanently distorted. And in a very friendly, happy way. I was going to say, he doesn't look, it it could be so easy for him to look terrifying. And I think a few, you know, a few of the things we've already talked about are. Mm, That's true. It's easy for him to look terrifying. Yeah, because it's a fine line. Yeah, because he is so exaggerated that if you recreate that, like without the warmth. Sure, like you just get the exaggeration. The mask face on your shirt, like I have that mask. It's in my apartment. Mm-hmm. I don't display it because I feel like it would disturb me if I woke up in the middle of the night <laughs> and just saw this face. Okay, I, yeah, I love it, maybe. but like for children, like yeah. the way that they've adapted that sensibility to a doll's face, I think is really well done. Well, he thank, I'm fond of you as you well, Ernest. That. Yeah. <laughs> And he has 50 teeth again. He, he really does. I There's... might want to count these teeth. Let's see how many teeth visibly are displayed on the Ernest doll. One, Go for two, it. Two, three, four, five, six, ten, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Okay. So this actually seems normal. How many teeth was it? 20? 32 is like the average human, right? It's like okay. 32 teeth. And I assume I'm, there's some like molars So there and must be some hiding see. in the back that we can't see. So that seems about right. It's just the way he smiles that you feel like he has more teeth than he does. He does, yeah. <laughs> and they captured that excellently in the doll. It's a very nice sculpt of Jim Barney's head that is exaggerated. And yeah, they did a great job. It's also very 90s. It has that Stretch Armstrong sensibility. Well, I still want to know if there's mm-hmm. related genetic material in both of these dolls. He's got good like shoulders, too. Like they're really like hat off. Yeah. Oh, I, just, I just love this little guy. Every time you take the hat off, I always think it's the Nash hair. Yeah, it, that's the best part. It doubles as a Nash doll. Which is <laughs> because insane. Because you take the hat off and he has slicked this back is greasy pre, hair. pre-jail. I think they, that was just the way they could fit the hair under the hat. Oh, certainly. And then you put the hat on and it's great. Oh, yeah. I love you so much, Ernest. Hey, See, it's, I it's... love the doll because I can hug him and show my love. Hey, it's me, Bob from Kenner. Yeah, listen, could you have like a photo of Jim as Ernest without the hat? No. Oh, you, oh no. I see. I see. So, so we. It's takes, not possible. He takes the hat off. He's Jim Varney. I see. I see. Yeah, he okay. can't take the hat can, off. Can you just send us a photo of Jim Varney? No, we don't have any we photos have, of Jim no, Varney. No, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll just make something up. Don't worry about it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Scene. That's my fan fiction about the development of this doll. Yeah, I love my huggable Ernest. So, yeah, toy Ernest to me is fascinating. I guess I feel like it's, again, we were talking about how do you make something cartoony by distilling it to its essence. Yep. And they distilled Ernest to his essence in this doll. Yeah. I guess the the answer to how do you do it is to just be as accurate as possible because he really is enough of a cartoon. This isn't that stylized. It's a really nice balance. Yeah. It's not hyper real and it's not hyper cartoony. It's just sort of like a nice mix. Yeah. It is interesting that his one hand is pointing. I was just noticing that. And I don't know if that's, again, going back to some of those hey, buddy. those stock photos ah, like maybe. i'm sure like you, which one, one is it points yeah one of the one of the merch items you had earlier he's pointing on it oh it's the hat it's your hat yeah he's pointing on my hat. like there's the definitely like and he's pointing on the taco john's taco like stuff too. there's yeah. like I'm, I'm making a pose that no one can see but yep he's yeah. pointing at me it's weird <laughs> uh, well related to toy Ernest, 
I'm bummed that there aren't more Ernest toys because you know Pee Wee had a doll. Absolutely, very similar. Honestly, to Ernest. I could see a whole line of all the Disney movie action figures. Sure, <laughs> I would even love a cannon Ernest. An sure. Ernest riding a cannon. Well, the legs would have to be molded <laughs> in place, or just have like a weird, a <laughs> weird, a weird crotch again. hinge. Yeah, and yeah, but I mean, Christmas Ernest with Santa. I mean, even Astor just Clement variant, you know. Yeah, the, I mean the Hayvern characters, like oh yeah. You could have Sergeant I, Glory. You could have Doctor Otto, and then more variations on Ernest, and even plushier Ernest. That's all plush, sure. and then like full plastic action figure Ernest. There's I'm, so many possibilities. I'm picturing but, an Ernest that's kind of like those those crash dummies that you would throw at a wall. They were plush and they were Velcro, so their arms would fly off. Do you ever have any of those? No. Okay, but I can imagine it. Or actually, more appropriately. And Ernest, Crash test Ernest. Mm. Unmade Ernest right there. <laughs> yeah. More appropriately, uh, something like the WWF Wrestling Buddies, where it's just right. like, it's almost like a pillow of- That's kind of what I want. The like, Macho I want Man a Randy Savage. Ernest, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. that I could just squeeze and that, you know, there's no hard plastic parts to that hit you. hit yourself in the face with, yeah, sure. Yeah, because that's the danger with the toy that they made, is right. that he's got these plastic shoes that just- Boom! Yeah. Like, if you, you wave this at somebody, it hurts. That there's a, the bludgeoning factor yeah, is, is, is higher than one yeah, would want. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. No, but so, like, Pee-wee had the doll, and then he had, like, assorted action figures. I think they were all from Matchbox or something, oddly. Uh-huh. But, like, I don't understand why why that leap was not also made with Ernest. I don't know if it's, like, a likeness rights thing. I don't know if it's a, we're going to keep everything, like, super bare minimum budget thing. Well, I, or, I you mean, have Disney. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I just, I feel like, again, it's like poor Ernest, like the most minimum risk. Yeah. You know, they're just taking yeah. the, the most minimal risk they can we're, we're with still, Ernest. We're still paying we're off still Dr. Mad. Otto. We're still paying off <laughs> Dr. Otto, so we can't put any money into merchandise. No, it could still happen. I, I firmly believe uh, that that, that's, could. that that could happen. Uh, I mean, the there isn't a Funko Ernest. I knew you were going to say like, that. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, there's probably a Funko of me somewhere being sold as a Target exclusive. <laughs> Like, there's a Funko of God everyone. How yeah. is there not a Funko of Ernest? There's got to be a custom one. I can't Oh, I can't there imagine. absolutely is. I feel, I'm sure I've um, seen but, that. But I feel like we're, s- we're jumping ahead to the discussion of things we would like to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the other plastic Ernest uh, homunculus. All right. Yes. In the vein of toy Ernest, mm-hmm. let's go to the unboxing. Please. Which is more like an unwrapping because it's not in a box. It's wrapped it's up like in a, bubble wrap. I mean, it's like a blister package, isn't it? That's the thing? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go get it now. I'm getting it. Okay, it's going to be some unwrapping sounds, because I'm going to wrap this for y'all. Gentle listeners, this is an Ernest she's, she's holding it up in triumph. Sourball dispenser that I paid way too much money for on eBay. You did I it found all for him. the Ernest? I did it for the love of Ernest and for our listeners. Oh, for the love of Ernest. <laughs> so we could have this moment where I unwrap this Ernest Sourball dispenser. I like it. Here we go. Now, to be clear, does this come with its own sour? Well, I'll, I'll let you yes, unwrap it first. Yes, let's look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what we got, okay? We're unwrapping it, okay? I, I didn't take a good look at this when I received it. I just unwrapped it to make sure that they had sent me the real thing they had, and I wrapped it right back up. And so, I've only seen a picture to uh, confirm its existence. All right, so this is the Tear Jerkers. That's the brand? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> the Tear Sorry, Jerk, I just uh, I need Ernest. to say right now, if there is candy in this, do not eat it. Come here, Dave. I'm, I'm I want here. you to take a whiff of this. Okay. Okay, gentle listeners, this is the, the Ernest Tear Jerkers 
pocket gumball dispenser. It smells like moldy and library the books. The scent is strong. It, it's um. My reaction. <laughs> okay, there's a crack in the plastic. That's oh. what's happening. And I see what's happening. Oh, the God. the I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be kind and call them gumballs. <laughs> they are deteriorating to such a degree that it has discolored oh my gosh, half of the package. Ernest. Like, look at this. Oh like, my god! This is like <gasps> yes, the, all the, the gumballs have like. Mo- oh my goodness! This looks toxic. I need to wash I my feel hands like we're in right danger. now. Yeah. Dude, are we in danger? We might be. <laughs> All right, before we wash our hands. Yes. Here's here's what I think we should do. We should talk about this thing closed, open it elsewhere, <laughs> clean our hands and then come back. Like I'm genuinely concerned about like this grossness. Is, yeah, okay, let's talk about it closed. I really don't want to know what you paid for this. <laughs> Listen, I'm getting him out of here. Oh, yeah. He is visibly trapped and screaming. Yeah. Sorry, I, mean, I need to take, take a, a photo of this, too. Yeah. I mean, this is disturbing. What's on the back of this are the ingredients of the gumballs. I can smell it from That's here now. That's entirely irrelevant. Honestly, take a picture of how this works, oh. the instructions, because <laughs> I'm throwing this straight in the trash for our own safety. The non-plastic bits are going in the trash, and I am washing him thoroughly. Please. And then, sorry, one more question. What is the year on the back of this? Okay, um, man, be- I honestly considered putting one of these in my mouth, but I N- then I saw absolutely not. <laughs> then I saw them, and I'm like, I am not that stupid. It's Aaron 1992. Does- Interest. Oh, uh, oh, wow. Ernest and Havern. It says Cardin and Cherry Incorporated in 1992. The scent is strong. <laughs> okay, let's let's go open. This is. Horrifying. Here's what we're gonna do. Ernest looks horrified. I'm setting him free today. None of this in the package mint condition nonsense. The condition is has not been mint for some time. We are getting him out of there. I feel like I need a mint to to get this awful scent out of my (laughs) sinuses. It's extra sour, all right. Of course it is. Here's what I think we should do. Let's take a break from recording. Go unbox this thing. Come back. Um, We'll have the plastic character. And we'll take pic- we'll take pictures of the back of the box so that we can read it without being exposed. Sure. Let's say to this. Um, uh... Oh man! Okay, so be right back, listeners. <laughs> Gentle listeners, you're about to become gentle viewers because we recorded some of that. Yeah. Ernest is free because we goodness. don't, I don't do mint condition over here. Nothing not, about this product. Not when mint condition is no longer mint. That is, that ship has sailed. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was toxic. I didn't, I did not get the full toxic blast before <laughs> when, when I first received that package. I didn't keep it open and now, oh, wow, wow. All right. So we have freed. And saved a toy Ernest. It says 1992, Carton and Cherry, made in China. And let's look at him. I'm looking at the back of the box that I took a photo of so that I could touch it without feeling grossed out. Dispenser made in China. Yep. Under license to Craft House Corporation, which I've never heard of. Sure. Toledo, Ohio is what it says. (laughs) It is a 3D rendered Ernest. It is. Look at him. You know, it's so... It's funny. He's got... 
he's got a button shirt. It's a very specific Ernest it's like an, photo. It's another thing from that same photo it's shoot. It's the photo shoot where he yep. has a long sleeve shirt with a few buttons at the top. Yep. It's um, like a it's like a thermal shirt. Yeah. It's and a little he's bit like screaming. The, it's a little bit like the jail shirt. Jonathan, I'm happy that I rescued him because I felt so bad for him. Yeah. In that carbonite that he was sure. stuck in. And he is really in a carbonite pose. He is pose. in a carbonite yeah. pose. It's a bust. It's a full, so it's, it's, like a, it's not up. a full Ernest. Like, it's, it's Ernest like, from the waist up. It's like mid, mid core And he up. is coming out of a blue box base with three buttons there that I, I imagine represent sour balls. Yeah. Now I don't, I don't know much about the, the tear jerkers product line, but I imagine that huh. I could see other licensed characters coming out of similar bases, I suppose. Ah, tear jerkers product line. It's interesting that this got made and that does make me wonder, did other Ernest toyish things like this get made that we just don't know about so it's basically essentially like a pez dispenser right but like instead of pez it's tear jerkers it, and the question that i keep coming back to is why this look how big his hands are they are enormous <laughs> they like, got those he's, he's almost like in a kevin McAllister. he's doing pose. like a kevin McAllister screen yeah. except that his hands are away an, from his face Ed- like edward monk painting he's of like, the screen. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like the scream, yeah. And like maybe that's what it's based on. And he's I imagine from the sourness of the sour balls. Is his mouth the a, candy balls? Is his mouth a triangle? Importance of scene or his guys, candy balls. Ah. Um his mouth is not a triangle. No, it's more round. Like, like See if I were to caricature Ernest as a toy, I would make his mouth a literal triangle, very close to an actual triangle. Sure. Not a full triangle, but I would get it closer to a triangle than even real Ernest. Sure. You know? To caricature it I mean, even more. I feel like looking at this expression on this candy ball dispenser, the, the, the vibe that I get is one of... Aah! It's... Aah! Yeah. yeah, and he's got... Look, like they put a nice little seam in the yeah. back of his denim vest. I, I mean, mean, it's... It's for what it is. It's nice. My, again, my question is just why this? Why this? Why a screaming Ernest tearjerker? Why a can't like who was like you know what Ernest candy ball dispenser? Like I got it. Like this is the thing. Like that doesn't. All right, let's that... get some sour balls out here. Uh, really, we're doing this? Listen, we're um... gonna. I want the experience. Okay. I want the Ernest experience that I could have gotten in the eighties or early nineties. Early nineties, I suppose. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> All I want is to recreate the earnest experiences I could have had. Now, I don't know that I'll eat these directly out of this earnest dispenser because David has made me very nervous. He says that it's not safe. It looked gross. <laughs> but it's not gross anymore. We watched. I watched him. She did watch it. I'm, I watched him. Listeners. I'm skeptical. I feel safe, but I don't know. If it really worries you, then I don't want to make you feel anxious by watching me eat All I'm gumballs say is- out Candy balls. David will not be eating any gumballs from this. Candy balls. Candy balls from this uh, Here, David, this product. So I'm going to give you a candy ball, and you pretend that you've eaten it out of earnest, okay? Right, sure. So it? we'll okay. create the experience as much as we can. I'll take this one. Yeah. This is a... This is, I found these on the internet. These are sour smog balls. I don't know. From is this going to be like From a... Dr. Smog. Is this going to be super Igor sour? Dr. Igor Smog. As a wealthy industrialist who made his fortune in heavy manufacturing, but his methods are wasteful and produce lots of toxic byproducts. Very, very appropriate for, for this, this candy yeah, sure. dispenser. Am I going to dis- regret this is what I'm asking. Which he exposes of an environmentally irresponsible way. There's like a two-paragraph biography about Dr. Smog and his smog balls. Fortunately, Professor Sournagin is on the case. Sournagin has dedicated his life to finding ways to transform toxic waste into good and useful products. 
One blast from his rooftop smogomatic ray gun on the cloud. I'm sorry, is he Dr. Otto? <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's Professor Activate Smog. Smogomatic ray gun. <laughs> Professor Smog. Dr. Smog. Dr. Smog creates the toxic waste. Everybody following this? Pro- Professor Sournagin converts the toxic waste into a good and useful product that you can eat. Specifically, one blast from his rooftop smogomatic ray gun and the cloud will rain down delicious sour candy balls. It's pure science, right? And out come Dr. Smog is less than pleased about. Now, Dr. Otto is definitely one of these two dudes. But I don't know. I like how it's just like protein zero. All right. So I'm going to tentatively put this smog ball... I'm going to pretend, I'm going to put it in a pretend that it came out, and yeah. I'm going to recreate the experience of eating a candy ball out of this earnest sour ball dispenser. All right. I'll, I'll eat one with you. I'll eat one with okay. you. Okay. And just to be clear, Yay, like- Yay, it came out of this earnest dispenser. Absolutely true. <laughs> and to be clear, it's just coming out the bottom of the- Yeah. The fa- it's like it doesn't come out of his mouth or his hand or no, anything. No. That, not- I mean, that- it's, yeah, I would love it to come right out of his mouth. There's something a little bit oh. in- inelegant about it, I think. Well, I mean, he's just like, hey, have some candy balls, have some candy balls. Like, maybe that's what he's yelling. Uh, and maybe again, he's not screaming because it's sour. Maybe he's yelling, oh, candy balls here. Have some candy balls. It is reminding me of the troll alert. Candy balls. Of, yeah. yeah. Are we doing this? Yeah, yeah. One, two, three. Oh, it's oh, crunchy. It's harder than I expected. Mine isn't crunching. Like, I'm concerned about my teeth. Come on. Use your back bowlers. I'm trying. Oh. Come on. This one ain't crunching. That's tasty. Oh, there we go. Nope. Yep. You got it? I think so. Oh, it's tasty, Ernest. Mmm. A bit of a sour hit at the end, Dr. Sour Noggin. I think you did a good job. Ernest, you did a great job dispensing that candy ball. Very nice. How you feeling? I've been better. (laughs) You don't like it? Not so much. I enjoyed it. I think I'll have another one. Straight out of Ernest. I think I'll have a donut. <laughs> straight out of Ernest. <laughs> Boom. It dropped out of Ernest like it's the like trap straight door. Straight out of Compton? <laughs> straight out of Ernest. Boom. Candy ball delivery. Oh. Heard that one. Mmm. I don't every- mind those candy balls at all. But was it everything you adult. hoped for? No. Because you wouldn't let me eat out of it. Yeah. But that's the experience. Can I see it, actually? I'm curious about, like, Yeah, let's the... look at him. It actually is pretty solid. He's a little jowly, but it's not a bad likeness again. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a bad likeness. But he is, he doesn't, there's nothing joyous, I would say. He's just kind of like, what? Like, it's distress. I mean, it's distress. He looks a lot happier out of the toxic plastic. I'm sort of puppeting it off, uh, I was going to say off camera. There's no camera here. Uh, yeah. He definitely looks, he looks happier than he was for sure. When he was trapped in that plastic, like, cloudy brown shell case, like, that was, it was disturbing. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun puppeting this just to, like, <laughs> react to certain things. Well, it's nice to have a toy Ernest here, the Ernest doll who's very smiley and happy. Yeah. And then it's nice to have a horrified one, like, the two essential emotions oh, of Ernest. Man, I'm having more ideas for, like, Ernest merch I really want now. Mm. I think the nose is very nicely sculpted on this. That yeah, it's is not a, bad. That's it's a not bad. pretty Jim Varney nose. It's pretty good. Again, it's just like, why? Why was this one of the things, like, the things they didn't make? Mm. And then someone was like, yes, this is, we got it. Candy malt dispenser, absolutely. Like, why, how could we not how do it? How could we not? 
It's it's, it's a so, no-brainer. I'm trying to to like get look into that how, headspace. I mean, look, look at the way they did the back of his hair. It's like asymmetric. There's an asymmetrical nice. tuft of hair yeah. in the back. It did a nice little job. Someone, so this was like a you know a couple of days work for someone. This someone yeah. had fun with this. Yeah, yeah. Someone was like, oh, look at that. That's fun. I like this character. <laughs> so Hi, weird. Ernest. You feel better now? So yeah, weird. Yeah, he feels better. Happy. It feel- doesn't look happy, but I, I bet he's happier. It feels like he um, lost his legs in a terrible accident, and they were replaced with like a. He ro- woke up as a cyborg, a ro- robot cyborg. Like <laughs> he woke up hover skirt, half candy dispenser, yeah. and yeah, he that's just what he, that's what he's hovers. reacting to. Yeah. yeah, what am I? More candy ball for me. I like these. I'm not a big candy person, honestly. I get that. Me either. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me want to brush my teeth, but that's the downside of trying to recreate child experiences as an adult. Sure. I'm conscious of. The effect on my enamel. Tooth decay, yeah. All right, so we've gotten the unboxing out of the way. What else do we got? Oh, hang on. I just got a question here. Yes. As I chew my candy ball mm-hmm. on the subject of toy Ernest. Yes. Is Ernest toyetic? Is Ernest toyetic? If so, what makes him toyetic? Well, do we need to define toyetic for I, our, our I, listeners? Yeah, we should. Yeah. Toyetic. Is a yeah, toyetic is a term that I'm familiar with from having worked on preschool shows. Sure, and it it, it goes back to the 70s. I want to say mm, an interesting time when when media for kids started to become about toys. Sure, and it applies very much now. Like whether or not a brand is toyetic is a big factor in whether or not it's seen as a successful piece of media for children, especially on TV. Oh, I was I was correct. It is the 70s. If I can just read from uh huh. Uh, our beloved Wikipedia. Yeah. Toyetic is a term referring to the suitability of a media property, such as a cartoon or movie, for merchandising tie-in lines of licensed toys, games, and novelties. The term is attributed to Bernard Loomis, a toy development executive for Kenner Toys. Mm-hmm. I'm gesturing to the Ernest doll. Mm-hmm. In, dis- in discussing the opportunities for marketing the film Close Encounters of the Third Kind, telling its producer Steven Spielberg that the movie wasn't, quote, toyetic enough leading Loomis towards acquiring the lucrative license for the upcoming Star Wars properties. Wow. So there you go. The, yeah. The lucrative. And yeah, toyetic is often used as a to describe when something isn't toyetic enough. When like we need this to be a thing where we can make toys for children. Like what is the toy potential? That's why you, you saw, or you started to see in the 80s and the 90s, a lot of children's shows that were tying sure. with toys. Sure, sure. Well, and that, you know, there are some uh, changes to uh, FCC regulations mm. that also kind of tie into that. But, you know, thinking again, thinking again about Ernest specifically and drawing a comparison to his most direct comparison, Pee Wee, mm-hmm. in, in the doll sense, like mm-hmm. Pee Wee's Playhouse is extremely toyetic. There right. are there are puppets. There are weird creatures. There's a chair There's a that f- talks. chair that talks, a floating right. head. There was 100% a cherry toy that was to scale with the Pee Wee doll. So sure. you could sit Pee Wee in cherry. Accessories are very important. Exactly. Like that's, Ernest that's would right. say. Yes. <laughs> As is chemistry. Um, but then thinking about something like Haver and it's Ernest, like what are you gonna what are you gonna make like Dust Bunny? Yeah, I feel like I can think of Dust Bunny, Chuck and Bobby. Are kids clamoring for a toy of Ernest's. I mean, tongue? you would get a Dr. Otto toy. i there listen, there are definitely characters that are extremely toyetic in they're the Ernest They're often universe. Jim Varney. They're often Jim Varney. <laughs> I mean, Baby Ernest. Baby Ernest, sure. 
Dr. Otto, I think, is like the next, the next line. Yeah. Uh, Auntie Nelda, I would love uh, a, a toy, toy of Auntie Nelda. A sour-faced plush of Auntie Nelda. Sure, I'm, I'm surpri- thinking of the sour balls. I'm surprised they didn't make a sour ball dispenser of Auntie... No, I'm not surprised oh. at all. Yeah, um, take, the, take this candy out. Non-plushed yeah. Auntie Nelda plush. Yeah, a non-plushed? Non-plushed. <laughs> no, but like, it doesn't... Like, you know, I had a bunch of the peewee toys. There yeah. was like a wind-up Terry that walked. There was Globy. Like, well, maybe Haver and it's Ernest could have been more toyetic in the other characters, but Ernest himself... Ernest himself, I think, is toyetic. Because I think, and you what could, about the other movies? I think th- about well, those what I was gonna say is, I think you. Well, I think what you could do is do a very Batman sort of thing, where you have Batman. basic Ernest, and then you have all of the Ernest variants. You have sure you know, sleigh driving Ernest. You have right. jail escape. I mean, Ernest. how many vehicles? You could do Rhino wrestling glove Ernest. Uh. You could do cannon riding Ernest. Like, there's all these. So things. I feel like the world around Ernest is not as toyetic, but he himself. Is. is and maybe that's the issue. Maybe the issue is that you know he's the headliner, he's the main attraction, and he doesn't have that cast of characters. You know, he doesn't have a Robin, he doesn't have uh, right. Batgirl and Joker and like all the all these things that sort of like float in the orbit of Batman. He's I mean he, he is yeah in many ways like the the, the I mean he's the star. So so I, I it, yeah I guess the limitation is that he is the only character that you would make as I mean but and he but all the Jim Barney characters too I think he he is toyetic in like the, the, all the Jim Barney characters are yeah I I think the other issue that you run into thinking about the toy industry you know obviously the toy industry in 1989 is super different than it is today yeah um you don't have the nostalgia factor as well so it's not we're not making toys that's true for we're making toys for children explicitly for children i think the ways in which it's unclear who some of the earnest properties are for could have have been a strike against it as well it's like we're not going to make earnest goes to jail toys like this is weird like no one's going to buy a toy of and then haven Ernest, i guess was critically well received but maybe not like a rating super popular yeah so it's like okay, the first rollout is the Ernest doll. And we'll and see how then, this does. Yeah. yeah, like if they had a season two, maybe you get yeah, like another true like a couple figures or something series of uh, Doctor. Like I'm and I'm trying to remember. I don't know that the Pee Wee's Playhouse toys were a season one thing. Like that might have been like a season three yeah, thing yeah, by the yeah. time it had kind of taken off. So maybe you know if you if you get more seasons of a show, it Ernest, seems Ernest, like he feels so in the way that he was marketed. The, another word that comes to mind is scattershot, huh. and and not only in the ways that he's marketed product wise, but in the ways that every movie is a different universe. There's no real like consistent like characters, like side characters. Like right. there's, there's the things he dresses up as, and there's like some recurring actors, but it's all very fuzzy and homemade, and not like clear like like super clear yeah. like oh okay here's conky the That's robot very you know who this is in, like ch- toys for children is very specific mm-hmm. yeah i think the most potential was in haver and it's earnest that would have been yep. where that came out and that's where they, they and that's where we that. got the one toy mm-hmm. uh and then for some reason in 1992 this tearjerker sour ball dispenser you know you just said it out, out loud and it's making me think 1992 
Disney movies are done. It's again that period. The uh, mask, the mask that they made of Ernest, the the Halloween. Oh right, we forgot about mask. that. Yeah. Oh, that's another product that's that I got. The like, exact the, same time. Right, there's a Halloween rubber full head like Ernest mask. And you know now I'm trying to like make a head cannon. Right, for, like the early '90s, like what are right we doing after with Disney. Your world as I see it. Right. Uh, ask Ernest, like all that stuff. More experimental in terms of merchandise. And I I have to imagine that. If that's when this merchandise is being made, they don't have the heft of a Disney to go to licensors and to say, like, hey, right. do you want to license network, this? like CVS. Exactly right. So, like, who they could get was tearjerkers. They could get, you know, Caesar Mask Company or whatever it is. Like, sure. they, were trying to, they were trying to do stuff, like, kind of a little too little too late, honestly. Honestly, the Ernest Mask. We're both being real honest. Right I now. wonder. Like, what's the appeal of the Ernest full face mask? Is it to be scary? Like, how is Ernest being presented in that way? Are we assuming that it's, is it meant to be disturbing? Or um, is it, like, I think we... it's just meant to be a Halloween thing. I don't think it's meant to That's be disturbing. That's true, yeah. It's just a thing. Like, yeah, it's like, just a, like, like a Richard Nixon mask like, or what a could Bill you do? Clinton mask yeah. or, you know, when I was growing up, yeah, one of my neighbors. Yeah, it's not that deep, Ernest. Yeah. It's not that deep, when I was growing up, one of my one of my neighbors had a, a mask of Worf from Star Trek sure, that he wore. Sure. It's just like it was like, what can we license? It was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at the um the Ernest Rubber mask, which is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just showed David a picture. It's it's I mean, it's the, the lack of eyes that really Yeah, it's not you know, like he's so cute, but then when you put his face on your face, I guess that makes sense. That takes away the cuteness factor of anyone. The other weird thing is about about this mask specifically. It's a Halloween mask, a 1980s, it says. No, that's not accurate. It's definitely 90s. You think so? I remember from another post about it. Okay. The one that we've seen repeatedly is a 90s thing. What was I going to say? The other thing about like some of these products, once you get past the, the heyday of Ernest and the mm-hmm. Disney films, they seem really half-baked. Like, if I'm going to dress up as Ernest for Halloween, you know this, I'm not going to get a mask of Ernest. I'm just going to wear a ball cap and a vest and a gray t-shirt. Like, you yeah. don't you don't need this. This product is irrelevant, honestly. And, and in terms of things that people were, like, clamoring for. Let me see that. In terms of things ter- that yeah. people were clamoring for, like, I'm this showing is David not a side high on the it. list. Yeah. yeah. I, well, that's what I mean. I wonder, 93, there you go. I wonder if there's a difficulty in, because... You know, we've heard John Cherry and Jim Varney talk about how they're not exactly sure why Ernest is so popular and what the appeal is, that that might have been a difficulty in merchandising In, in licensing, him. sure. Because then you're like, if you don't know why people like him, then how do you know what to... That's super fair, yeah. The kind of yeah, yeah, merchandise yeah. that people want of him, you know. Like, my most valuable Ernest is when I can hug but then some people they do like like the bumper sticker like of Ernest saying something yeah. because it's like it's fun it's Ernest it's his face and it's his words and it, you get like full Ernest and then the mask like I I'm not sure I guess it was just an opportunity to do it I mean these feel like novelties yeah and, yeah and for a time when Ernest is not at his peak popularity novelties are not the way to go because who cares essentially like, so in a you think in a in a time where Ernest is more of a niche interest that the merchandise should be more targeted towards fan like fan fans I don't know if it's I don't know if it feels to me it feels unplanned like um, just kind of random and sort of again like whatever we can get right who, who right. can we get to license this stuff yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't feel like I'm trying to not be like too sad or like seeming like I'm disparaging but like it feels like 
the iron was hot and no one struck it. And then years later, someone was like, oh, we should we should have tried to like strike an iron. And they just like sort of like banged yeah. an iron like very casually. You understand casually. why? Because if Disney doesn't want to and CBS only, you know, wants to do this much, then, you yeah. know, what else can you do? Exactly right. Yeah. But uh, People, consequently, you get stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, uh, like the doll is a big it's a big win. The doll is amazing. It's I'm so happy win. that it exists. And yeah. honestly, all the stuff that came directly from the fan club, I think it's all pretty great. It is, yeah. Well, because like, it's it's so... It's that awkward post-Disney period where things get kind of yes. weird and What unsure. are we doing with Ernest yeah. now? It feels... And you know, like as someone who works in advertising and who produces content for a living, like... There are those times when like stuff falls through and there's like a tinge of like desperation. Like mm-hmm. what what can we do with the stuff that we've already done? Like how can we make this like viable and vibrant and profitable at all? And so like that feels like where some of these products are coming from. I think there's a danger with merchandising Ernest in removing Jim Varney. And the further you get from Jim Varney and his face specifically, sure. then the less charm it has as Ernest. Like I think the mask is especially kind of it feels more removed from him because it's sort of a likeness, but I mean, it that... gets more into uncanny valley, and you have like this physical earnest, but the essence is kind of gone. They already had the perfect earnest mask product. It was a piece of cardboard that was <laughs> yeah, cut out yeah, of yeah. his face. Yeah, this doll works. Right, this I mean, it has his voice. Works. You know, the doll has his voice. The gumball machine is representative enough of him. That you like get the earnestness out of it. The mask is too far. Like it just yeah, does, it doesn't work. It just stops looking like a person. And it it the earnest mask fails doubly because a it's not a great likeness and b it's irrelevant. Like there's no reason to have it. <laughs> I feel so. This podcast is usually so grounded in positivity that I feel I'm, badly about like. It's not super. There's nothing super positive about the mask. And maybe that's what like is upsetting to me. It's like, like divorced from sincerity, or maybe, oh, maybe it's the lack of genuineness. It's like a literal plastic mask that is more removed from I mean, Jim I Varney s- himself. Those Nixon and like president masks are not kind masks. No, like, not... it's like there's a there's an overt falseness to it. Sure, that is contradictory to the essence of Ernest and his sincerity. Yeah, I could see that. And maybe that's why it feels like, ah, like so jarring and disturbing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That and the lack of eyes. <laughs> yeah, let, I mean, let's move on to the earnest product. This will be the last thing we do, and we'll do more of this in the extra. Okay. But let's move on to the earnest product that is very much earnest. You know what I mean? News. Ah, yes. Okay. And by extension, the earnest books, which we've done an episode on. We can't read a ton of it, but for the extra, we'll read even more Know What I Mean news. But we did find more Know What I Mean news. This kind of merchandise, which essentially it is, it's distinct in that it's the only kind of merchandise that gives you Ernest's voice. Mm. This is Ernest speaking to you. Gotcha. Like, in that sense, his character is in this way more than in other merchandise where it's basically just, like, an image of him. Right, because the idea is that he's sort of, like, the curator of this newsletter yeah. in many ways. and he's speaking directly to you, and there's an Ask Ernest section. Like, mm-hmm. this is the writer's, this is the Ernest Brain Trust writing new material that is only text. 
Yep. And, and images. It feels like Ernest in the voice it's written, and it's got tons of images of Ernest himself, so you still get the Jim Varney charm of all these photos, and you imagine it in Jim Varney's voice. Sure. And so it all kind of works to give you Ernest. Very, very evocative, yeah. It's the Ernest performance almost without Jim Varney, I was going to say. Sure. But, like, let's read a... Is this one of the ones that we both have? Oh, maybe it is? So... We actually bought like doubles of Know What I Mean news. Like we tried to buy different ones and we bought the same ones. So now we have two copies of each. Well, we just bought them separately and we then realized- We bought them separately oh. and realized, Gift of the Magi again. <laughs> this is a random issue, okay, that we picked up. It's the Know What I Mean news, volume five, number two, fall edition, 1985. Still not convinced that these numbers mean anything. It's a back to school issue. Let's read it, like, to give you an example, we'll read a bit of Ask Ernest. Sure. I mean, there's it doesn't say Ask Ernest, but that's what I'm calling it. It says, keep those cards and letters coming in. Dear Ernest, for Father's Day, I gave my dad a large poster of you that said, Vern, do I look like I have stupid written all over my face? He hung it up in his closet. Your fan, Dana Stone, McLean, Virginia. He responds, hey, Dana, so your dad needs inspiration when he's getting dressed, huh? Don't surprise me none. But how about your mom? Just think what she'd say if she found me hiding in her closet, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, Ernest. I'll read one, too. You rascal. Yeah. I'll read, uh, Dear Ernest, please come to Vicky Ann Youngblood's wedding. Open parentheses. She is my sister. Oh, that that explains it. Hope to see you. (laughs) Open parentheses. Come fully dressed. Your fan, (laughs) Melissa Hasty, Monticello, Arkansas. Ernest replies, hey, Melissa, I never go to weddings or the bowling alley without all my duds on. Of course. And hey, if Vicky Ann wants to wear an Ernest mask down the aisle, far be it from me to stop her. Know what I mean, Jellybean? <laughs> See, Ernest is pushing those Ernest masks in 1984, but it's the paper one, you know what I mean? Exactly right. There's another one. Hey, Ernest, how do you do? Parting the way I talk. You see, I'm Cajun and I talk funny. Us down here, we big fan of you. Love, Carrie Fontenot. I'm sure it's something more French, but I pronounced it wrong. Unica, Louisiana. Hey, Carrie, he responds. Me all around. I on TV because of you. There you go. Aw. Well, that's sweet. And look, there's a part here that says, I was speeding because my wife's about to have a baby. Better plan ahead and have a woman and pillow in the car to make this one work. Yeah. I'm not used to these shoes. I'm a bounty hunter, and I'm after one of the FBI's 10 most wanted, and if I don't leave right now, I'm going to lose him, and you don't want that on your conscience now, do you? Yeah. Foul language, duck puns. Uh, you know, the- I mean, this is, yeah, this is an Ernest product where it's in the voice of Ernest, and you can basically talk to Ernest. Well, and the, the I was, you advice. I was speeding because feels a lot like the ridiculous excuses that mm-hmm. uh, Chuck and Bob, or just Chuck, I suppose, give in the, the one Hey Vern, it's Ernest episode. Yeah, and you've got the recipes. Yep. Ask Ernest, cold hands, warm heart. Your body, Vern, pumps blood on a priority system. Your highest priority is your head, because that's where your cranium maximus is located. Then once your head is warm, the next priority is your torso, comprendo. So now your head and body's warm, but your hands and feet are cold, and that's where they get the saying, cold hands, warm heart. Y Noel flasho, por favor. I don't understand Ernest's Spanish. I don't think Ernest understands Ernest's Spanish. <laughs> and I'll just read, I'll read this, uh, this little bit from the library because this also suggests uh, an Ernest merchandise product. Sure. The tried and true story of the invention of rubber. Or why not an Ernest rubber stamp? Why not? In 1839, your old buddy Charlie Goodyear was fooling around in his kitchen when, whoops, Charlie accidentally dropped some rubber mixed with sulfur on top of a hot stove. 
Mm. Instead of turning into goo on goo, the rubber cured, and it even stayed cured. <laughs> okay. And healthy and flexible, too, the next day. In a flash of inspiration, Charlie called the new process Vulcanization. No. After his old buddy Vulcan, the Roman <laughs> god of fire. Okay. And that Vern is what we call it to this day. That's accurate, by the way. Really? Yep, vulcanized tires, sure. So, Vern, the moral of this story is, play with fire and you're going to get burned. But play with rubber and you might get a blimp with your name on it. I mean, yeah, Ernest. Yeah. I, he's not wrong. No, and I like that one. And again, you hear the voice that you're reading it in. Like, you can't not read it in Ernest's voice. Sure, sure, sure. It's an interesting product. It's the one that assumes that you already know Ernest. What Ernest sounds like. And you're bringing that it's to... It's a fan club newsletter. Of course exactly. you already know what Ernest sounds like. Yeah. And I guess that's why like it feels so authentic. It's, like, it's specifically targeted to fans who like Ernest as a persona. I have a hard time believing anyone joined the fan club without knowing who Ernest was. Of course. How would you even get there? There, You know that there's that meme where they put up a photo of Morgan Freeman? Yeah. And like, there's some text under it, and then at the end it says, admit it, you read that in Morgan Freeman's voice. Mm-hmm. That's what happens with Know What I Mean News. Oh, of course. You're bringing Jim Varney's performance to the text. Right. Personally, I believe that the dinosaurs... <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. It is. It's amazing that we can do that, that we can, It's like, a testament to his performance. It's a testament to his performance and just humans in general to sure. me that we can conjure and recreate a person yeah. in our minds and bring that to a piece of text. It's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Nothing to be ashamed of being able Certainly to conjure Ernest or Morgan Freeman. And I like that the Know What I Mean News uses that. We bring the whole performance to it yep. in our minds. And again, it's you know just a, a yet another piece of merchandise uh, yeah, it's merchandise because you're paying a, you, a fan club fan fee. Club fee yep. uh, but it uses all of those same stock photo shoot <laughs> photos again. Like that's the earnest that I mean, and it's the text. Earnest. It's interesting that that's all you really need is like the image and the voice of Ernest in the literary sense. This is so much more special, I suppose, than something like the Ernest mask, which is literally trying to approximate the rubber mask. The rubber I mask, mean. Yeah. yeah. which is literally trying to approximate a likeness. Like, that doesn't evoke the same, like, mm-hmm. magic of just images of Jim Varney posing and some text from the Ernest Burian yeah. Trust that is, like, 100% on the money in terms of conjuring exactly what you're saying, the yeah. voice of Ernest. You gotta kind of stay close to that voice, yeah. or you have to not take away from it. Like, let us infer it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a little too different or too right. representative in a shallow way, then we don't bring that performance to it. And then we don't bring the charm. It, it, interesting conversation. I'm like, I feel like we just sort of, we're just starting to understand how we think of those things. Sure. Like well, I'm just starting to react to these things and I don't have a full idea. I don't know, to get re- to, to, to... In conclusion? Yeah, in conclusion. <laughs> I mean... What else? So... You know this, but some of our listeners might not. Like, I love ads. Like, I don't know why it took me so long to realize that that was part of the appeal for starting this podcast in the first place for me. <laughs> was just like exploring old commercials and advertisements is something that's been a part of my life for so long already. If anyone has ever seen my films, they know this. Yeah. But like the ways in which Ernest fits into that in the sense of marketing the character is something we haven't really explored yeah. because we've been so focused on the character and the performance and the text. You know, you and I watched a couple of compilations of old commercials before we started recording. Was there something that you were specifically trying to glean from that in terms of sparking 
perspectives that we could then put onto Ernest? Or what was your what was your goal there? I suppose my goal was to see how things were marketed mm-hmm. to kids in the era of Ernest. Okay, and basically wondering how that would apply to Ernest if they were to do it. To like the tone of marketing to kids in that time, specifically to kids, the tone of marketing childlike things. What's really interesting to me about that is, of all the merchandise we've talked about, the only thing that's marketed to kids is the doll. Yep. Well, Every- the tearjerker thing too, but it's not like nobody saw that for. You know, I, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The fact that that was barely marketed to anyone is. No, I mean, is yeah, it's a, an it's issue, a very yeah. obscure item. Yeah. Right. But, but like the- everything else, like the fan club. I mean, I suppose kids could have had their parents sign up for the fan club, but it's... I think what I gleaned from watching all those toy commercials Mm -hmm. was, and this might be an issue with Ernest, Mm -hmm. um, and it's not an issue, but it might be a factor in why he is not much of a toy, is that I think with toys and a lot of kind of marketable things, you bring a lot of yourself to it. But Ernest is such a fully realized character mm. that, like, you don't bring, like, you know, like Barbie. Like, Barbie is very much a blank slate. Sure. And you kind of bring your the kids, bring themselves to that. Sure, sure. And Ernest is not at all a blank slate. Ernest is a fully realized character, and to the extent that you can read his voice ba- in yes. text, and it comes through completely. Yeah. And how do you market just a person? Because I think Ernest, basically, he got to be such a fleshed out character that... People believed he was real and forgot there was an actor. (laughs) Yeah, people believed he was real, but then, like, it's almost like he's not shallow enough to be, like, more marketable or, like, more broadly marketable. Well, you know, some of the ads that we saw were for things like My Buddy. Yeah. Like, that feels... Like, the fact that the one thing that we have is a doll, and that's the thing marketed to kids, that makes total sense to me. Because Ernest would be a butt of Go on adventures with Ernest. Yes. Like, but you are bringing him to it. Like, yes. To the point where he talks. Yeah. Because you can't take the character... You can't take the... You can't take the performance away. Like, you want it to be Ernest. Yeah. And I think I think other toys... You know, we'll talk more about this in the extra, but I think other toys could have worked. Absolutely, absolutely. But I wonder if people were confused about how to market him because he required more investigation into who he was. I I just wonder if people weren't sure how to market him because they weren't as familiar with the character and were just taking him at face value. Hmm, I see what you're saying. And, you know, because a lot of the appeal of Ernest to us is like the things he says and the way he thinks and the way he phrases things. And if you're not super familiar with that, it might be hard to market because it's just like, well, put his face on something and yeah. and the audience kind of infers all of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're talking about him very specifically, like from a character perspective. Yeah, I, I cool. think I think, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, but I think one of the things that, you know, again, the reasons I find Ernest fascinating and the whole, yeah. not just as a character, but the whole franchise and everything mm-hmm. and marketing is included in that, Ernest is really experimental. Yeah. Like there's nothing else like him. I yeah. That like, and I'm getting on that too after all the analog stuff. I'm just yeah. like we can find pieces of him no one in is other exactly things like Ernest. But there's no one that encapsulates all the things like yeah. And on a character level and also on a franchise phenomenon level. That, yeah, yes, in terms yes. of the nature of the phenomenon. So to that extent like that's part of what really excites me about exploring Ernest. It's just like that idea of 
nothing like this had ever happened before and probably nothing like this will ever happen again. Yeah. In, in the and exact it, way that it happened. And in merchandising, I feel like is very much a way of like you have control over something and it's a controlled release of something. And Ernest is not something that's controlled because it's not fully understood what's making him so popular. Yes. And it's more of an unexpected success that you weren't planning and then you don't know what to do with that. And I wonder if he's the, like a force. He is like Star Wars. Not um, like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking about like, you know. George Lucas asking for the merchandising rights to Star Wars from Fox. Like in all the interviews, he's always like, I was just like going to make T-shirts and posters and whatnot. Like he hadn't even really thought it through from that perspective uh, as far as I know. But I almost feel like there's also this aspect of the rug was pulled out from under them to a degree. Yeah. Where it's like by the time Ernest had ascended to the point where you start having a lot of these like merchandising conversations like, okay, it's cool. You guys have done the fan club. It's been really successful. Even like the doll went really well. Like what's the next step? Like when that happened, it was sort of the part where you have that weird period where Disney is just like, cool, bye. And and then you, not only do you not have that support from a giant company, but you also just don't have the stability to do what I think both of us would have wanted. Yeah, or even experiment of, with things. Yeah, exactly like there's right. that room. There's it's not a like luxury we, of we gotta play it really safe yeah. and not really like whatever Like the merchandise has to way. make money. Mm-hmm. And like having a cushion of well we can afford to experiment right. so brings it, more like So it almost feels like a little bit I mean it's it's disappointing because like again like As giant fans, yeah. What could have been and, and it feels like there was maybe this aspect of, again, like rug pulling is the only, like, maybe like they had all this stuff that like was planned and it's like, oh, now we can't do that stuff because mm. like this franchise is a big question mark at this point Yeah, in, you know, 91, 92. It's interesting to me that with all this stuff, yeah. <laughs> all this earnest stuff, to me, I get different things out of these different merchandise. Some of it is I want to experience more earnest world stuff and the know what sure. I mean news kinda gives me that yeah. to an extent. And then there's the more I wanna show off. I wanna flex my earnest fandom. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the apparel comes in. And right. like I want to show that I love this and I wanna have a reminder of it. And then there's I want a, a huggable earnest. Right. You know, like that's a little earnest buddy. The representation of earnest that is my buddy. Like, I'm getting different things out of these. Sure. Different. And so... And all of them have a place. It yeah. Is, it, is, it continues to be fascinating to me, though, how little of it is kid-focused. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the doll... It's true. The doll Very little and, of it is. And the camp cassette is what yeah. I can think of. Like, what else was for kids? Like, that's so... But I think they worked... I think they worked very well. Absolutely. But, like, again, just like but Disney. Guess, like, what are, you, what are you... Yeah. Did they just have, like, no... Did they have no faith in... The character? Maybe. But they must have because they they did the deal in the first place. I think they saw an opportunity, but then, you know, and they gave him four movies. They did, It's quite a few. It's just uh, maybe the movies didn't do as well as they wanted or maybe they just didn't have a handle. Again, like I think it might be a thing where they just weren't, didn't exactly have a handle on who Ernest was or exactly how to present him Outside of the movies, outside sure. of a thing where he's talking and doing sure, sure. things, how do you present him or what do people want of him? And I'm, I'm, you know, so much of this is thinking about Disney and thinking about the merchandising giant that they are, the media conglomerate. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and trying to put like Ernest with the 
not not in an analog sense, but with like his era counterparts. Like what else was coming out around that time that was like kids' movies from Disney? Yeah. Like they're not going to make like Flight of the Navigator toys. Yeah, maybe, I mean they, they didn't did. make they made, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids toys. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like the product is the movie. Right, and those are less. So that's fair enough. Those are less character based. So maybe a better comparison point is something like The Nightmare Before Christmas. Hmm. Because that was another thing where they were like, "We don't really know about this. We'll put it out with Touchstone." Yeah. And there's there was like no nightmare merchandise for a long no, time, not at all, like a really long time. Which is thinking about it now, it's like decades, cr- crazy. Like, and now we're swimming in it. I, I'm drowning. <laughs> I like I, it's everywhere. Yeah, like I can't imagine a world where Jack Skellington's face is not plastered amongst a million yeah. hot topic products. Like. Yeah. And I listen, I have at least two Jack Skellingtons. Uh, same. And now I have at least two Ernest Dave. Yeah. But, it's, <laughs> it's... but, you know, I guess it makes sense that Disney wouldn't merchandise Ernest because their movies are the product. I think where you right. get merch is more from like a TV show where sure. you want to make more income and that would be from the merchandise. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking... I, that... I mean, I don't understand the business at that level. I am a lowly animator. But like... <laughs> I get the feeling. That's the sense that I get that yeah. they want merchandise for TV shows because that's where they're going to make a lot of money. And or then the movie sure itself things. is the product. And if the yeah. movie, the VHS sells, then that's the product. The uh, One thing that I find really interesting that this conversation has brought up is the idea of the Ernest franchise as this great experiment. Mm-hmm. Like it's so. And something unexpected. Something unexpected. And it's just like, we're just going to like roll with this and mm-hmm. like try mm-hmm. some stuff. And like. You know, uh, also thinking about Disney in the 80s, their live action stuff in the early 80s specifically was not like in a great place. Like, what were they doing? Yeah, like, like yeah, Herbie yeah. movies and like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And like, that's where you get weird experimental things like Tron. Like, right. the fact that that exists and is a Disney movie is insane. And that's another thing. I think that's where I first heard the phrase to describe it like nothing like this nothing was ever made this way before and nothing like this will ever be made this way again right it's such like a weird like confluence of like right place at the right time a perfect storm exactly right and Ernest feels like that it's very much a perfect storm it's just like like, this is happening sudden popularity we can't stop it like available willing performer who's really willing to roll with all of this yeah state of like technology state of movie audiences all this stuff (laughs) we'll have to Again, marinate more on this. Mm-hmm. See if we have something new in the extra. And I really want to hear what the listeners, what kind of merchandise the listeners would have liked. Sure, okay. For so our extra, putting it out there, what merchandise of Ernest would you have liked to see? Absolutely. Or would you want to see in the future potentially? In the meantime, yes. what have we learned about Ernest from this? I mean, all the things that I'm thinking about are not really thing like new things that we learned, but more just like reiterations like Ernest is a conundrum and he's this unique thing Mm. and I mean I think thinking about him as an experiment is something new to me and that's kind of I think something I'll explore more in my uh shower thoughts (laughs) I think I think I am honing in on more on like the personality is so important that sure yeah that's great you know like you can't really divorce it from him the personality is central to the product that Ernest is. Like, and the success of it. And yeah, and yeah. you if you start to take that, then it gets... Muddy. Yeah, like, and the fan club works so well because it feels like Ernest is involved. Like, you're a yep. fan of Ernest and he's receiving that. And the further you get from the personality, the less the merch works. And so I guess, like, they, 
kind of what I thought all along is that the personality of Ernest is intrinsic to the success of the character and what the character is. At, sure. at the end of the day, he's a personality. Mm-hmm. And I guess I don't think there is another phenomenon like that. No, like, I, I couldn't think of one. Yeah, that where the character's personality is so much the thing that everything hinges on. The Muppets? Like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, maybe. That's the uh, closest thing I can think of. Wow. <laughs> maybe um, Mr. Bean. Sure. Um, honestly, I think like... There was a lot that's I found surprising about this discussion, and that really is going to require more yeah. brain thinking. Like the ways in which, like, so little of the merchandise is kid focused. Like that's something I hadn't thought about before. And like, what does that mean? I'll need to yeah, I'll need to think about it to figure out if I know what they mean. And it'll be interesting thinking about for the extra we're going to think about merchandise we would have liked to see because at sure. this point. What we're probably going to want is merchandise for adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now being adult fans, but we are probably still bring like this child nostalgia to it, and so maybe I think it might be very well, he's toy such, focused. He's such a pure character. Yeah, that it's it's hard to not. It's I think you just got to let Ernest be Ernest. I think again, like just thinking about the ways in which we're not really learning new things per se, but just reiterating stuff. Like Ernest is. We've always described him as misunderstood, not only as mm. a character, but as a as a franchise. And yeah. I think I think the ways in which he is just like it seems like he confounded people <laughs> yeah. who would have been tasked with merchandising yeah. him. And like the brain trust got it because they were right in the thick of it. And then right. like you were saying, like the further out you go, it starts to feel more like they don't have their finger on that pulse as much. Yeah. And, and that's why things maybe don't work. Yeah, this is I almost feel like our conversation isn't over, but it, no. it will require some. Usually, we we say something pretty uh, self-contained in an episode. I think, especially when we were talking yeah. about movies. But now, as these get uh, broader and more grandiose in no, terms of their, their lofty, um, the questions that we want to answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think this is this is good. Very much food for thought. Yeah. Uh, speaking of food, I need to eat something. Let us know what you think, listeners. Yeah. About what the Ernest merch says about Ernest and what you think it could have said, how you think Ernest could have been represented, what kind of merch do you want to see? We'll ponder all this, yep. and we'll get back to you in the extra with more Know What I Mean news yep. and probably more questions. Oh, there is one thing that we in never have ver- any shortage of. It's <laughs> questions. Um, okay. I'm glad you survived opening this gumball thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you seem hale and hearty as ever. So yeah, that's and good. I'll make a fashion show video mm-hmm. with all of my earnest apparel. Okay, yep. so you will have that. Will be there will be a visual element to this episode available. You've you've got the attitude. You got the attitude. Not sure what the next big episode will be. Oh, we don't have that many more, do but we? But I think it will be Ernest and Critics. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. That might be a good follow-up to this. Because, yeah. again, thinking it's about, about perception, perception outside exactly of Ernest's right. work. Okay, perfect. There it is. After the next extra, mm-hmm. we'll do Ernest and Critics. Might change the title, but uh, it'll be basically about that. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for sticking with us on the journey. It's getting closer to the end. Don't be sad. It's been so great. And it's here recorded for posterity, right? Who? For posterity. Is that, is that Vito's last name? <laughs> Vito Posterity. Yeah. Please share with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review on iTunes way after the fact because we are very much interested in what you think. And uh, engage with us on the Facebook page. Or, or engage with us via Twitter. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Share your thoughts with us and we will see you next time. Till then. Take care, listeners. Viva the Varney!